Hello and welcome to this exciting, I guess you can say, yeah. controversial. Controversial. <laughs> well, we had this, we had this um, whole discussion before we started recording about an article that is poorly written. We, yeah, ultimately. As ultimately, we decided that it's poorly written. <laughs> we, we blame the writer, basically. <laughs> yeah, we blame the writer. But welcome to the Pop, uh, pop Salsa, right? That's, yeah, yeah, right? Pop yeah, salsa. Yes, that's the name of No, I was going to say um, the name of the, that we, we christened. Oh, yes. You, right, yes. The Fortress of Pop. Of so, Fortress of Pop. Not <laughs> that you say it out loud. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, I, like, the, yeah. yeah. Uh, I am your host, like always, Joel, accompanied by my good buddy Ernesto. Hello. You've heard of before? Yes, yes. Already. Yeah, I'm so, a constant person here. Yeah, yeah, every day. No, not every day. Every week. Yeah, every, every week. week or so. Every, yeah. It averages out to about twice a month. Yeah, twice a month. <laughs> when we when we had pops, also, I was always kind of proud that we we're always. I was always there. Jip. Yeah. You know I mean? Oh, pop. No, Jip. Yeah. This is pops. Yeah, also. This is pops. Right, also. right. Jip. What's with us naming stuff out of food? Salsa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's second nature to us. Um, but yeah, let's get into it because we have a lot to talk about. Yeah. San Diego Comic Con is currently coming, but. That's going to be next week's show. We're going to dedicate a whole show discussing about the big news coming out of SDCC. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exciting, right? Yeah, it is. It is. It came out of nowhere, right? Even though I know it's every year, it just all of a sudden, hey, it's here. Yeah, yeah. I I have a friend who's there and I was like, you're, wait, Sadio Comic Con is still a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Has it it devolved so much to where it's not as big as it used to be? Uh, No, no. Just because it has international. Right, yeah. there's other people from other countries coming in, but I, I feel like it is weird just coming out of the haze that is last two years. Yeah, um, that's 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 definitely true. And I'm thinking more because like the big studios have started their own. Oh right, right, D23, well. D23, D23 right. Uh, DC Fandom. Right, yeah. Um, I I feel like you're right. There yeah. there is a, some some power that's like drained from it, but there'll mm-hmm. always be Hall Age for sure. Yeah, for Hall Age is going to be synonymous in the, the geek culture. Um, but anyways, let's, let's talk, there's two things, well, three things I've been watching that I really want to talk about. <laughs> I see one of them is Halo. I Halo. <laughs> it's been like two months. Like, okay. Dude, I'm just going to talk about it. All right. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Let's all right. Do it. So, um, earlier this year, it was announced that Paramount <laughs> was going to have a Halo series and out of the, all the trailers and all the fan reactions to why this happens and why that, that happens, I decided to watch it. You know, I don't really have that uh, extensive background playing the Halo series. Mm-hmm. I played the first one. Didn't really play the... Or don't re- really remember playing the storyline. I do remember playing the multiplayer. Okay. Getting on the fucking... The, 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 the Warthog. The, the Warthog. There you yeah, go. I've, I've played them. It just I've, I've played all of them except for the newest one, which is Infinite and uh, Halo Wars 2, which, which is, is an RTS kind of like weird... Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, so I went in this like thinking, oh, look, Halo, it's it's a, it's a nostalgic factor for me, and especially because I remember playing it back in like 2000, so yeah. almost 20 years ago, yeah. more than 20 years ago. Now, <laughs> Do you imagine? Do you ever imagine saying that? No, I, I I don't mean to be macabre or anything. I didn't know I'd like reach this, this point. This long, <laughs> this long, you know? Well, leave to the point where like, oh my gosh, Halo's a classic. You yeah. know, kind of like uh, how Pong. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you have people who are like, oh, wow, Pong back in the day. Yeah, we're in that generation that when we mentioned 30 years ago, we still think it's the 1970s. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. when the first time I remember, like, that realization that I was getting old is when I heard Nirvana on K-Earth. Oh. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, K-Earth is a local 
old, old, old news station here yeah. in LA. Yeah. So yeah. it was just a, like, what is yeah. happening? So yeah, <laughs> dude, yeah, K Earth every morning going to high school, mm-hmm. you know that stuff, yeah. and that was like. What uh, Steve Miller band, mm-hmm. you know, all that yeah. stuff the my Rolling dad grew up Stones, with, the, the, the Rolling Beatles, Stones, the Beatles, even, even older stuff, like from stuff from like the 50s, you know, that type of shit. Yeah, but now it's Red Hot Chili Peppers, <laughs> and Madonna. Like, God damn, this is the best I grew up listening to. All these, anyways, Halo. So it's a nine episode series, nine, ten, eight, eight, eight. So it's a short series, it's a yeah, even though I, but oh my god, you say short, but. Fuck those episodes are long. Yeah, especially because they spend like the first five, maybe <laughs> even six, world building. Oh wow! Yeah, it's it's heavy, heavy um, lore. That sounds good. If but you're into is it, that, but is it is it did it meld well? Was it? It's just like okay, so it starts off in the you saw the first episode, mm-hmm. right? You know yeah. that big battle when they that chick with the weird haircut. And they <laughs> <save> her. <laughs> yeah, they save her, and then that's really the the only big major fight scene up until the end oh what what yeah so everything is world building oh oh, no that's not good but is it because it's the first season they're establishing their universe no that's true there is but if you know the first five minutes of halo yeah it it gets right into it like you get right right true you're right but you don't need like four episodes <laughs> to like because if this was say a Marvel thing and they mm-hmm. had like five minute like the whole season was just world building and then <laughs> no here that's true but at least there were there's like steps right yeah. stepping stones but is is it that is it like stepping sense, stones yes. or is it more like this whole episode we're gonna sit you down this is the UNSC this is the Covenant this is the Spartan pretty program much. it's pretty much really? it's pretty much like that but. It's uh, in the first episode. Um, you know how, like, at the end, he finds the, the like the, the key or the something, key or some shit, yeah. and that triggers his his programming as a Spartan to devolve, and he starts regressing, and then it turns out that everything that basically the Spartan program is is a lie, right? And then it, it goes. I don't want to like spoil it because my buddy and listener hasn't seen it, even though. I gave him my, my Paramount Live like two I, months ago. And, and I watched something. I don't know if it's still active. I, I mean, watched something else. I watched something <laughs> um, But yeah, it was it was weird because like, I'm thinking, you know, Warthogs and all this shit, you know, fighting the Covenant monsters and all that stuff. And it's there, but not really. Not to the pace where, you know, uh, an action fan would want. It, not, not just an action fan, but it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, given, like, you're right, it, Halo is a video game, mm-hmm. obviously, but there is that, that fan base, or at least that those, those viewers who haven't. Mm-hmm. Right? So I guess this is a good way to catch them up in a way, or like... Yeah, but I still feel like you could have done it in two episodes, not six. Right, right. But the, I feel like the whole UNSC being evil is weird to me. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, you have, you know, aliens exterminating your colonies. So yeah. why focus on, um, not Jason Bourne, what is it? Uh, spy-ish kind of deals, you know? Yeah. Uh, um, well, it's it's like yeah. the same in um, um, uh, Killzone. Mm. You, know, you think you're, you're playing a, a member of the ISA. Or, yeah, ISA. ISA, right. But then at the end of the video game, spoilers, oh, it's kind of like left ambiguous. <laughs> like, are you really the good guy so or freaking... are you not? Oh my you gosh. Right? But the <laughs> thing is, uh, the, the video game, I, I in Halo, I feel like there's a lot of lore building. Obviously, mm. like you have, there's the Covenant, you know, there's why is the Pillar of Autumn fleeing Reach or whatever. But, but for, there's, there's action sequences. Right. Well, 
disrupting that lore building. But there's lore, yeah, right? There has there, there's lore. There's like even the flood. But yeah. for the kill zone, if they did do it, just a side note, if they did do a TV show, I feel like the game was already bare bones as it is. Yeah. You know, what I mean, you, you weren't given a full picture until the end. Until the very end. Right. Yeah. So I think if it was Killzone instead of Halo, it would have been way better. But that's just me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a different narrative. You right. Know, the, yeah. Halo is focusing on building the world mm-hmm. as you're going, but from chronologically. Mm-hmm. And then Killzone, it's building the world as it is. As it is. Right. So, <laughs> so <laughs> it, it just, it just keep, okay. Yeah. I've, I, the Halo TV show does. It feels like that's a misstep. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, four episodes though, like you it's, said, it's more than four episodes. Oh, okay, it's longer. All right. And then there's this whole sequence is like when when the Master Chief starts um, rem- his programming starts to dissolve. I guess you could say mm-hmm. he starts remembering stuff of his childhood, and then he it's, it's revealed that he's had a connection to the 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 key as a child. That's weird. So he he like he goes to his home planet and there's this whole sequence where he's like it's a big operatic music and stuff like that, but nothing is happening <laughs> <laughs> except for him like kneeling down and then looking at the sun and then doing like, all this stuff. <laughs> like what is happening? It's like, a very artsy kind of take for a super soldier. Yeah, and it, what's even makes it more like insane is that he's in the full on Master Chief uniform. Oh, he's not just because like we saw in the trailer that he takes off the helmet and Master Chief is in the, in the video games is never supposed to take off the helmet right so that's like one deviation where obviously the fans kind of like said what the fuck mm-hmm. but hey hey look it's another universe let's go let's roll with it, and, whatever, and it's a different medium it's a different I, medium I mean you have well, yeah. it's not like you know uh, uh, what is it Mandalorian which is obviously it's Boba Fett so he doesn't mm-hmm. take off his helmet but he yeah. does towards the at the end so but like I think with Boba Fett it's different because he's not really a Mandalorian he's a clone Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he doesn't live by those rules, you know. Right. With with uh, the Mando, with Mando, uh, mm-hmm. Din Djarin. Din Djarin. Mm-hmm. He was a youngling. Right. He was a part of the children of the Watch, yeah. and they're very extremist. They're very like extremist, yeah. exactly. So right, yeah. when when he did finally take off the mask, it actually had some weight. Right. There's narrative, right? And that's a good point because in Halo, there really isn't a reason. No. We have this argument, not argument, but you brought up the point that. It's nothing set in stone mm-hmm. to say that Master Chief shouldn't take off his helmet, which yeah. is it's true. It, it's something. It's just like a Gordon Freeman has to have a crowbar, or like you know, Doom Guy has to have a shotgun. There's yeah, nothing exactly. really written in stone. It's just yeah. it comes with the game. Yeah, and then the 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 whole it, it was interesting seeing like the scientists who created the Master Chief program, and then how they were involved in um, kidnapping children, kidnapping children, <laughs> and indoctrinating them, and all that crazy shit. And then um, how everything hits the fan from there, the, the invention of Cortana. Right. And then Cortana becoming sentient. Oh, was, uh, the same episode? Really? In the same season, yeah. Right, because that takes like three games. Yeah, <laughs> that like they, they, they didn't really like introduce Cortana until like the second game, and then it became a bigger play into the third game. Right, like yeah. yeah. She became like a huge plot point, and you know, we don't talk about Guardians, Halo Guardians, <laughs> but... Oh, that's interesting because yeah. on one hand, you know, my gaming aspect, like, oh, really? You're going into that? But, I mean, the UNSC were messed up. Yeah. Like, even in the books or even in the games, it's like they kidnapped children, but also the Spartans were made, and don't quote me on this, but they were made to stop insurrections. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like the boogeyman and stuff like that. Yeah, so, that yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's a little tangent, but yeah. It's, um, it's, it's weird because, like, in the, in the first... Um, 
And it's, it's interesting seeing how the people who've been indoctrinated in that life with the USNC, mm-hmm. when this everything starts unraveling and then they start seeing the USNC, or at least the Spartan program for what it actually is, mm-hmm. they start to, like, feel the, the, the conflict within them. Right, right. Where, like, in the, the first, the first uh, sign where it may not be as kosher as everybody thinks is after they save or, or the girl gets saved in the first episode the order is giving for them to kill her mm. because she's like, uh, I guess royalty on that planet. Right. And they want a puppet regime. Oh, wow. Oh, that's scummy. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, goodness. Yeah. See, is there a, like, a, uh, is it, does it have a big bad issue? There's no, like, nothing pushing them for the narrative. Like, there's no big bad pushing them away. Well, the, the, the or... big thing is they want to stop the covenant or right. they want to find out why the covenant is after right. these you know, weapons. Right. But that and, feels like a B story. Because in, in the Halo game, I know it's a game, but everything, but the whole... Because they, they talk about Halsey at the end of yeah. the war, right? After the Covenant and, you know, the, the treaty with the elites and stuff like that. But it feels like it, it, there's less, you know, the face of galactic annihilation there and more of just th- those those plot lines in the, the TV show are allowed to grow because there's no... You know, yeah. big, big like, yeah. you know, it, conflict. It I focuses guess. more on the backstory of the USNC and then like what Master Chief's role is in the greater picture, uh-huh. rather than them wanting to stop and fight the cover. Right. That's interesting. It's I'm a little conflicted because it's it's just it's interesting that they're tackling those storylines now, mm-hmm. but also that they they eventually tackle those storylines like down the line. But why not just wait down the line in like a season two? for the like ethical ramifications <laughs> instead of you know like the you know what i mean yeah because like in halo one it's just like you're you're thrown into it you're running away from these aliens that just wiped out the planet that you're from and you're trying to find sanctuary yeah. and that's the whole plot angles running till from there see but that's the thing where it focuses there's nine episodes and mm-hmm. it focuses for the majority of the, of, of the, the season the lore building and then why the usnc is doing what it's doing and then at the end it's kind of like you know what we have bigger issues but well, we have to stop the cover. Right. Okay. That's so the, that happens the, at yeah, the yeah. That happens at the end. <laughs> like all all this stuff in the back. No, you're like we're having issues with family, but you know we'll we'll put it on hold. We have to face annihilation. Yeah, it was Galactic. like like when the the the, the communists and the, the the loyalists in China when they were being attacked by Japan. Right. Uh, you know, we got to stop. You know, we got to come a truce and fight the the, the invaders. Right. Yeah. <laughs> During World War Two. That's yeah. uh. How does it fit? How do you feel about it? It just it took, it takes so long. It but is it so much? But is it worth that that if that you're a build Halo up? Fan, if you're no, because I feel like even if you're a Halo fan, you wouldn't like. I mean, well, him taking off his helmet broke a lot of people already, <laughs> so I could just imagine yeah, it's not gonna. Went up, yeah. yeah, I I feel like it's a good it's a watch just to see how an adaptation of a video game is, especially us such an iconic video game. Mm-hmm. And if if it if it grabs you enough for you to be able to stick around season two, then so be it. But if not, at least give it a watch so you can see how it is that they, they adapted the storylines, they da- adapted those characters into the, the the medium of TV. Yeah, from from what that, that's a good point because from what I watched it uh, for the first episode, where it was free online. Uh, a lot of it, it's from the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's parts where her shield, like one of the, there's four of them, four Spartans, and their shields go down and they do like a first person view. Yeah. And I know it's like, oh, it's from the game, but you can hear like, you can hear the, the shield like beeping even before 
they go into the first person view and even when I think at Kelly I think her name was she had the sniper no not Kelly yeah, no. Linda the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah when Linda has a sniper rifle and then she zooms in it's exactly like like a lot of it is it's from the game right a lot of Whoa. the attention to detail well, some of it the attention to detail like, is yeah. like 2% of it like, <laughs> from the game. it's like even even like um, um uh, honest trailers did a fantastic breakdown as they always do mm-hmm. of this and it says like <laughs> when you finally get the warthog they only drive it for like 150 yards oh really and that was it <laughs> wow that's so weird yeah because <laughs> yeah. they have the they have the, you know they because they have the opportunity right I'm like I'm not asking for an episode with the warthog featured but if to feel it more, you know, within the narrative, like Mandalorian, mm-hmm. you know, have it within what's happening, but it doesn't feel like they're more, they're more interested in world building to get people who haven't played the game caught up I think for a season mainly, two. I think that's mainly where they're, they're, they're coming from. Yes. Yeah. Regardless of what you think or what the, what the, the, like the true loyalists believe, they're still going to watch it. Like mm-hmm. it, that's the one thing about fandom. They're always going <laughs> to shit on something, but they're just inevitably going to end up watching it. Yeah. So they know they have that set that part of the population already. They need to focus on the other. Yeah. So especially being Paramount Plus, being uh, only having like two yeah. shows, maybe. Yeah, you have like Star Trek and then Halo. Yeah, I don't really think I'm that's much. pretty much it. Like yeah. it's gonna be a flagship for for that a streaming service without a doubt. But I feel like hopefully in season two they can incorporate more of like the the, the everyday action video gamey style of play or style of, of uh, cinematic stuff that it's included in the video games. Right. Like like you said, when they do, you know, first person, boom, it's like it's like you're playing the video game. Or mm. they do stuff like that that it, that does bring you into the video game, but most of it isn't. So <laughs> <laughs> So you, you wouldn't call this a good video game adaptation. Um well good in the sense that does it do honor to the video game? Mm. No. Mm. Don't know. <laughs> Not a good. Well, there's it, a balance, right? Like, it's, 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 yeah, uh-huh. I feel like the balance has is, is shifted more towards people, like you said, who aren't already mm. fans of the, of the video. I see. I just feel like they could have done a, a better job of uh, you know narrowing it down a little bit so that it's more digestible. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's not a hard plot either no. i mean you have the unsc you have the covenant they're trying to kill each other and it's it's that's kind of, that's really it and if you want to bring back the unsc and like how uh fascist they really are uh you can have those plot lines within the whole grand annihilation you know kind of deal yeah you can have like soldiers or you can have some sort of dialogue but that's order 66 or yeah <laughs> something. You, can, you can even have like the marines just do bad stuff you know, and stuff that it's usually that's not that's kind of frowned upon. Yeah, it it it, it was an interesting watch. I'm not gonna lie. Um, mm-hmm. We me and my girlfriend and I saw it so together, so we were obviously invested. But I feel like it, it was more of a missed opportunity. Yeah, you could have easily have catered to the fan base and the newcomers in in a way that satisfies. Not gonna hundred percent because that's impossible. But yeah, enough to where there's enough uh, aspects of both like the video game fandom. And then uh, somebody who's never played the video. Right, some of the lore building yeah. and stuff like that. So, do you think there's going to be season two? I think so, yeah. Yeah. They, left they it would have to. Season, they don't, but they left it all yeah. for season two. Yeah. And then that's all not, you know, mentioning the terrible CGI and all that stuff. That <laughs> that's the video. Is it really bad? Yeah. The, there, from, there's this one where uh-huh. the scientist Halsey, it's a flashback to when she was younger. Uh-huh. And it's like, it's like 
you know when you take the brush tool, the smoothing tool on Photoshop, and uh-huh. you smooth it, it looks like that, right. but they didn't render it out completely because the background is a completely different color. Really? Yeah, it's bad. Oh, I see. Okay, it's something that will like even catch my eye. Yes. <laughs> and then the, the, the final battle scene, it's like it's like a, a, a video game from the nineties. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Because it's all like covenant shit and all that stuff. So oh. it's all CGI. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Um, another thing I was watching is Chernobyl. Chernobyl. I did watch this. Yeah. I did like watch all of this. Yeah. The the doc the docudrama on HBO. And yeah. I saw it uh, before. I saw it like, a couple years ago when it first came out, but I started rewatching it. And fuck, it's frustrating. Yeah. It is frustrating mm-hmm. as fuck. Yeah, it really is. It, it really is. is. Like, how can you. like? I only we only saw the first episode and oh. like when the reactor exploded and all that stuff and then when they were like the reactor exploded and the their fucking faces are melting yeah and the science is like no you're lying yeah you're hysterical yeah <laughs> yeah and it's like yeah well, it's what's it says sixteen rails yeah or Reagan Rankin. Rankin is like not good but not bad either or not something bad, like that yeah. and it's like look look into the reactor have you reached that part. Yeah. Or oh, I saw the whole season. Oh, you're all the season. Okay, yeah. What is like look into reactors? Like, yeah. like no, it's there's just a hole there. Like that's impossible. Yeah. There, you're telling me that, that how can the reactor of this so and so explode? And they're like, uh, it happened. We don't know. But yeah, it like, but it can't. You know, yeah, this is Russia. Yeah. Yeah, this, <laughs> right. Yeah. And, it's, it's, and like it's, the firefighters picking up like radioactive material yeah. on with their like hands. Oh god. It's 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 interesting gaining up that point of view of saying like how can the state never be wrong? Yeah. And it's it's something that's being echoed, unfortunately, today in our in our society, where there's a subset of of, of, uh, of people who want to give more control to the government, which yeah. is like that's not yeah that's never been good for any. And um, I, I read I read online that Russia was making their own Chernobyl series, but blaming it on Russian spies. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, on American spies, it's like an off-brand kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> to I'll, redo history. I would watch that. Just to see how lunacy Yeah, how little, right? I mean, we're in 2022. The Soviet yeah. Union has obviously fell, you know, in 1991. But you can see inklings that it, it did it really. No, it, it went underground. It's Hydra. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, and it's scary. I yeah. mean, like, even with this conflict, like, just a side note, you know, this conflict that's happening in Ukraine, it's the special military operation, you know, and all these other, like, oh, it's just propaganda. Mm-hmm. And then you go to see footage of Russian citizens and they... they Agree. They have no idea what's going on. But they, they agree, right? You have people in, you have family members who are from Russia or in Ukraine and they're like getting shot at. And then, you know, they, they call their mom or the family members, you know, who've raised them, obviously. And they're like, we don't believe you. Yeah. Like, how they don't believe their own children. And you can hear the gunfire in the background. Yeah. I was and listening to a podcast a couple of weeks ago and this guy who was biking around the world. I don't know. It was one of those people. <laughs> and he just so happened to be in, like, the more Asian part of Russia. Because uh-huh. as we know, a, uh, Russia is the only co- country that is covered two continents, Europe and then Asia. Right. And he was in the more uh, Asia part of, of Russia. And they were like, oh, yeah, you know, fucking Ukrainians. You know, they're trying to take over and all that shit. It's like, First of all, you're like twenty thousand miles away. How are you gonna? Right. How are you gonna make an honest uh, assess, assessment of what's happening? Yeah, it's whatever the state yeah, gives exactly. them, and, and it's scary. Very much. So. I mean, like even like the Chernobyl incident, having one of your scientists look into the reactor, you're mm-hmm. dead. Pretty much. Yeah, you're dead, and just just like like no, just the denial. You felt it happen, yeah. <laughs> right? And then it's crazy because the scientist who was in charge of the of the nuclear plant. 
towards he was dying at the, he died at the end but the whole time his fucking body was melting and all yeah. that shit yeah no, the state was wrong. You know. The state right. is right. It's always correct. You know? so, like a true diehard fucking indoctrinated right. you know, citizen that he was. Yeah. And he, like even there's there's a scene where uh, like, you know, all the citizens are out like, oh, look, there's snow. And that's no, that's reactive material. But the higher ups know. Yeah. They know what's happened. So that's why they're underground in a bunker. In a bunker. Right. To last the fucking, to outlast the, uh, an American nuclear blast. Yeah. And like they know, but they can't because there's some sort of, they all get ostracized. Yeah. Get, yeah. And it's crazy though because like historical fact was that the world realized that there was a, a nuclear disaster in Chernobyl because like radiation was being picked up in like Sweden. Or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's the one scene where I, was it Sweden? That's the scientist, no, the female scientist, Belarus. Belarus, the yeah. one female, which is fairly like you know Chernobyl. It's like it's Chernobyl is at the it's right. right near the border, but where they were was Minsk, which was the the capital. Okay. So it's a lot further. Okay, yeah, right. And she opened it, and she was still getting high readings. Yeah, right. She opened the window, and there's some. Particularly, and it's, it's funny. Like in that scene, their first reaction was Americans. <laughs> and like, no, this this wouldn't be an American attack. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 an insane watch. Obviously, it's dramatized to to make it a little more palatable, but it's fucking frustrating. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's it reminded me of this one Tom Hardy movie where he plays um I forgot what it's called, but he's it starts off with him storming the Reichstag, uh-huh. and then later he becomes a KGB police. Oh, and then he there's a serial killer who was um, a cat of a, a Russian POW in German. Mm-hmm. So he was a, a and, and then he was experimented on by the Nazis and stuff like that. And it was like a secret, uh, um, a secret uh, operation to like uh, brainwash mm-hmm. their the, the POWs to like later down the years like sleepers and then start. Right. Like a revenge thing, right? right? And then the whole the whole movie, as as more and more evidence is piling up, and as as Tom Hardy's characters and covering more and more shit of a serial killer, they're like, nope, serial killers are an American thing. We live in a in a, um, in a utopia, a utopia, and utopias don't make serial killers. So oh, you are wrong. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, it's it. Isn't there one scientist? I forget. It's been a while. But there's a scientist and then you have like the state approved guy. Mm-hmm. And the scientist is like literally yelling at the dude like it's happening right yeah. now. We need And and uh, I, I don't know if this is part of the drama, but I feel like it's not. Like how close the world was at an end if they didn't seal it up. Yeah, how close like that part of Europe, like Eastern, all of Eastern Europe was going to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if they didn't like, you know, seal it. And there's one where the, I, this is crazy. It's like there's a chopper. And, and like yeah, it goes that, to the smoke. Actually, you can see that on real life. Oh, there there's, it a, there's an actual footage of the the chopper. You know, because for whatever reason they decided to drop a bunch of sand in the reactor, and yeah, that just created it, lava. Because it's a fire, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and because of the the radi- the, the extreme radiation coming out, the chopper goes down. Oh, you can see that in actually you know, just google it and you'll see it well i mean google it here yeah. you'll see it but in you know russian yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting yeah so it's it's a really good it's a really really good it's a, uh, it's a short watch too yeah it's only what six episodes or something like that six mm. or eight episodes eight episodes something. Like, that's a it's a 
Six, six no, is your a, default. It's a, it's a, no, it's a it's a topic of discussion, but it's six episodes too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then what, like Halo was ten yeah, or nine, 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 and then this was eight. I want to say roughly, yeah. yeah, roughly eight, and it had a lot of like an hour and twenty minutes. It's like HBO doesn't really necessarily um, stick to the forty-five minute or an hour mark. They time, tend to go a little bit more. Yeah, which is just good. Whatever. I mean, more is better. Yeah, and then the the last movie. Which I kind of feel like we should do a uh, spoiler cast on. Is this uh, is this the one with uh, Nick Cage? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, the unbearable weight of, weight massive, of a massive talent. talent. Okay. I think Nick- it's the funniest movie I've seen all year. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking hilarious. Like I, I feel like we should watch it and do a spoiler cast because it's it's top notch. I'm, I'm telling you. Is it? Uh, okay. Okay, we'll do it. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's we we watched it. We're like, what are we gonna watch? It's it's available for rent. We're like, fuck it, let's just rent it. I don't think I've enjoyed myself so much <laughs> because it's fucking hilarious. And it's a fairly meta kind of uh, movie, isn't it? Yeah, it's well, Nicolas Cage playing Nicolas Cage, but the other actors are playing other mm-hmm. other people, right? Think, yeah, was it the, Diego Luna? Uh, no, it's uh, uh, Patrick Pasquale. Pasquale. Patrick Pasquale. Yeah, Pasquale and then uh, Tiffany Haddish is in it, and Ike Barinholtz is. But it's basically uh, Uber fan hires Nicolas Cage to be Nicolas Cage, right? And that's like basically the whole. Do, movie. do I okay? Do I need to watch other Nicolas Cage movies? To no, understand? no, not really. I mean, I'm pretty, the movies that they do, uh, Con Air. It starts off with them watching Con Air. Two Face. Oh no, Two Face. Uh, face Off. Face Off. Yeah. Face Off. <laughs> There's a movie. It's funny because like when it, when it's finally revealed that the Uber fan is an Uber fan. He takes him to like the Nicolas Cage shrine, ah. and he has um I don't remember what the movie was, but he has a a, a, ma- a mannequin of Nicolas Cage, and Nicolas Cage is like it's the most hideous thing I've ever I've ever seen. It. I'll give you twenty grand for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say that Nicolas Cage is one of those. He's a really good actor. Is he? I mean, like, I mean, look at Ghost Rider. He's really no. He's okay. Not good. That's you're right. He's really invested in the roles. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Because it feels like well, Nicholas Cage being Nicholas Cage, but like Ghost Rider, he was really invested in yeah, that role yeah. or well, any he, role. He gets, like you said, he gets invested in, in anything. It basically becomes like his passion project. Right. But does I feel like that makes him a good actor? Because which actor doesn't get in their role? Well, like you want to say, good actors who get invested in in, in the roles is like Daniel Day Lewis. Mm-hmm. See that's a good actor. Mm-hmm. He, he he devolves himself into his right. roles. Yeah. Nicholas Cage is just playing Nicholas Cage in a different suit. There's a scene in Community where they're there's they're offering a class about Nicholas Cage, uh-huh. and they're all sitting around having a discussion. And then one of the characters says, "If if um, if I were to talk uh, like portray my lines at, at random volume volumes, I would." I would win an Oscar as well. <laughs> <laughs> but he's won an Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. See, that just belittles Oscars. <laughs> you know, this one, like, if Nicholas, question Oscars. Yeah, if Nicholas Cage can win an Oscar and he just plays Nicholas Cage in a different suit, then you can. Right? <laughs> so Nicholas Cage deserves every Oscar every year. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, he uh, does. <laughs> is it? Is okay. So Nicholas Cage and then Christopher Walken. Ooh. Oh. That's, I was just throwing Al Pacino as well, but not Al Pacino <laughs> really? from like the seventies. Al Pacino oh, now. Now or yeah. okay, how about we do um, uh, Robert De Niro 
after he lost all the money. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I don't know. I think like if you put those four actors together, the civilization will end. <laughs> will create a black hole and everything that of life that we know. Just how though, right? Just, <laughs> Oh yeah. goodness! Yeah, right. um, it sounds cool. I yeah. seen the trailer, and the trailer seems like it's lighthearted as hell. Yeah, it's it's. There's an underlying plot that I don't want to spoil because I do want. To, if we do watch it, I want. I yeah. want to discuss. I'm, like, I'm down to laugh. Full, yeah, <laughs> it's been a while a since I've laughed about it, but um, it's it's a really fun movie, and, and it's it's one of those films where I guess it, it would suffer because it didn't get like the necessary didn't get a, like a wide release mm-hmm. because it is kind of indie. It is kind of like niche and stuff like that and it's it's more like an in industry inside is it like uh hbo max kind of Wait, no what, what i rented it, it on amazon prime is it like a tucker and dale versus evil because yeah. again you remember that it's a really funny kind of riff awesome yeah right yeah, yeah. It's and an it, awesome but, spoof of the the 80 slasher right but it didn't get a, a theatrical release because no. other stuff right yeah i'm sure this one did but it's like you know in those weird ass like, indie <laughs> like the egyptian or something yeah, like that it's like the one we have here in pasadena what's it called the oh uh the, right the indie one i yeah, forgot what it's, it's called um, by the bookstore by Romans. Yeah. 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 It's not yeah. weird. Like, I remember walking through that by that theater and looking at the posters outside and I'm like, what the fuck movie is this? <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> it's a Korean movie and yeah. it's like, yeah, no, I freaking, I gave my job application to work there. Yeah, you did? Yeah, but I didn't get a call. Of course not. You're too mainstream. <laughs> too basic. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's get into the news. It's a lot of news. Um, so, we saw the Monsters trailer. The, the Rob Zombie Mon- Monsters movie that's going to be later this year, which surprisingly, be, for being a Universal production, it's mm. not going to be on Peacock. Right. Right. I mean, no, why, well, I mean, it, after you see the trailer, you kind of feel like you know why. <laughs> they have absolutely. They want nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah, which, which is a bummer because I think Rob Zombie has been one of the you know, keep one of the leading uh, directors keeping the horror franchise. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, you can say whatever you want with him, to him, about his movies and stuff like that. But at least, you know, look at House of a Thousand Corpses. The Devil's Rejects, mm-hmm. uh, 31, no, uh, Bragging, uh, Three from Hell. Right. They're all pretty original horror films. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aside from like Halloween and Halloween too, those are obviously... You know, I feel like he just wanted to kind of take those franchises for a spin. Just exactly. How it feels. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, you're right. It, it's kind of sad. Now you think about mm-hmm. it. I mean, it's just, it feels like uh, horror films to that extent of The Devil's Rejects, is it's slowly phasing out. Yeah, and those are like those, those old school, you know, 70s yeah, and old 80s school slasher type of type of Blood and gore, yeah. yeah. That aren't really necessarily made today. I, I didn't watch the, the new uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but that's just a remake of, of something that's been out for 50 years. Right. Before, you know? <laughs> Um, but yeah, the the monsters. We saw the trailer, and it kind of looked like a badass trailer. Yeah, yeah, it was something out of a mystery science theater, but yeah. not not the films that they watch, but literally how like how the set looks yeah. and how everything's moving around and stuff like that. It's weird. See, and that's the thing is that because the monsters in the '60s, it was black and white, mm-hmm. so maybe that aided to that. Because like I know for um, for a fact that even though it was shot in black and white. The cut the set was full color and they had their own like unique um, outfits and stuff like that. It just looked black and white because that was the the, the that was the, the tone st- they're trying to go for. No, that was just the state of film. Oh right. Oh, okay. Yes. 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 So you know, it, oh. it, it wasn't until like Batman sixty six where it became more of a, a 
wider acceptance set, like these really colorful, really, you know, insane, wacky looking sets and have mm-hmm. it be in full color. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this one, it looks like it's shot in full color and they're trying to maintain that same wackiness of the 60s, which I don't know if it's going to translate. Yeah, it doesn't translate well. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I, I get the, not the nostalgia, but, you know, I get the, the structure of trying to go back to it. Like, mm-hmm. I watched the Bewitched film and, like, they try oh, to get yes <laughs> yeah the film yeah. but they they try to walk because I watched Bewitched when I was younger and they they, they try to get the same yeah, feel from you, that okay so I remember you telling me you watched Batman sixty six that's your first Batman now you're telling me you watch um, uh, Bewitched I watched another Bewitched. one of the shows did you watch I Dream of Genie did you watch yes. Monsters you did but you no didn't not watch Monsters. Monsters no I didn't watch Monsters really? yeah I don't know what it I, it's whatever was on right yeah. I didn't have a schedule or anything so I had Mash, Mash. which I don't think is was it sixty Late 60s. Late 60s. Yeah, late 60s, early 70s. Yeah, right around, around, around there. there. Yeah, I watched Hogan's Mash. Heroes? Did you watch Hogan's No, Heroes? I didn't. No, I didn't. I Bonanza? wish I did, huh? Did you watch Bonanza? No, I didn't. No, no. I, I've actually, each time I saw a logo, I tuned out because uh, I like, I think was it was like, bedtime. Uh, okay. Yeah, it was time to go to the movie. I was like, Bonanza. And then I, I changed it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I watched those. You're making me feel old. But uh, yeah, I watched well, those. And, <laughs> and uh, they, at least they try to get the film and they translate it to more contemporary feeling. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But for here, it's like they do keep the wackiness, but they don't develop it further. To yeah. it. Like it looks it looks cheap. It, it looks like a... a like a badass. A yeah, like a student film. Right. And it, it's, it's weird because like, okay, so we have Rob Zombie who knows horror pretty well. Uh-huh. Um, say what you will, but he knows horror. And right. then you have a Monsters that was a comedy mm-hmm. back in the 60s. So I would imagine you would want to like try to meld those two elements together, you know, right. have it be a, 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 a horror comedy film in the sense, in the same sense that House of a Thousand Corpses was. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, yeah, the super gory film, but it had some jokes. Right. But even Halloween, I mean, like Halloween, he brought... Like, he took a more contemporary look to it. Exactly, yeah. Right, so Monsters, it kind of just, it's weird that he didn't do really do anything to it. Well, that's the feel right, that we're getting so from far. From the trailer, yeah. right, and you're, you're right, it is a trailer. And there might be dark. And also, stuff. the trailer was edited weird. I, I See, <laughs> I, I we're video editors, right, by yeah. profession, and I, I, I want to say it's it's to get the feel of the, of the show. Yeah, that essence. Yeah, but also... Why? <laughs> like, why? Because <laughs> it, it does feel like, is it bad or is it because he's trying to, or the video editor is trying to follow how the how the TV show was? Maybe that's it. It's, it's I, I hope into, that's what it yeah, is. It's playing into that nostalgia factor 100%. Because mm. there was, uh, the, back in the day, there was the two, there was the Monsters and the Addams Family. Mm. And I feel like the Addams Family went further because there was Addams Family adaptations in the 90s yeah. and cartoons and all that stuff. Yeah. And the Monsters kind of just died on their own. Yeah. Back in the sixties, yeah, but I do remember the monsters. I do see. I don't really remember the monsters, but I do remember the quote from the guy from the father. Which one about like everyone's a monster who wears different skin? But yeah, they're not like, like there's some inspirational quote, and I yeah. see that thrown around a lot. Like, oh, that's cute, yeah. and, and that's it, really I know of. And <laughs> the monsters going off the trailer, it also looks like it's an origin because like the the show oh. they were already like a family. Right, right, and right. Here, uh, the. Lily Monster, or well, I don't know, I guess not Monster yet, but she's right. seen looking for love, and mm-hmm. so happens that the Frankenstein and Monster Her- Herman, Herman, Her- Herman, right, Herman, right, is, is when they fall in love with each other. Right. You know? Yeah. So it's it feels like maybe you could have reworked this a little bit, given them more of that horror spin, and then just brought everything together, not give us an origin. Yeah, I'm hoping for both. You yeah. know, I mean, I'm hoping for like there is this kind of poppy, you know, kind of corny love. 
but I don't know where like his arm falls off when there's gore. You know, something something just kind of like out of nowhere because like Rob Zombie, uh, you could there's I feel like there's a restriction with the monster property, right? It's very campy, it's very homey, mm-hmm. but he can you know add little elements of what made Rob Zombie Rob Zombie. Yeah, yeah, which is uh, the the most we can hope for. And yeah, hopefully. Right. Like, I like Rob Zombie. It's going to be uh, on Netflix, which, again, we said it's odd. Um, <laughs> but it's going to be accessible, which is the, yeah. which is the point. So yeah. there really isn't an excuse for either one of us to watch it. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe I'll you know, get blazed and, <laughs> and get it a spin because, fuck, it feels like it's really going to need that. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It's, it's weird. And um, it's interesting, though, that we have... On the other side of, of things where, like, we have this wacky movie on from Universal Pictures and then HBO just signed a deal which all the whole slate of A22, A24 is going to come. That's, that's so, long. It's a lot of films and it's, it's a lot, lot of greatness great as well. <laughs> is it, though? Well, you're right. Yeah, cinematography. Cinematography. Well, that's the I thing. mean, The Lobster. It's weird already. Yeah, but it still doesn't it's keep it from being a good film. Yeah, that's you know? true. Like, yeah, that's you look true. at A24, and uh-huh. we, we've had these conversations before about how pretty much the indie medium is dying. But mm-hmm. look at A24, and that's basically what it is. It's just a string of pretty decent budget indie films. Yeah, but they're... You no, know, you're right. Yeah. Okay, like my theory with A24, like yes, they they are really good films, but I think they're all weird, and that's mm-hmm. another aspect that makes them popular. If you know yeah, I mean, because like you have like Moonlight or something like that, and not an indie film, but you have uh, I don't know, uh, Ex Machina. Ex, Mach- Ex Machina was an yeah. indie film, or Nope, Nope was nope. an indie film because it was like sixty three million. But um, sixty three million is now considered indie, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, it, it had like a storyline that you kind of could get right mm-hmm. over the get go, but when I watched the Lobster and people being turned to like you know animals, it's kind of you know that weird aspect with it. Yeah, it's 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 interesting to see like how I mean I'm not gonna sit here and you know, suck all of the dick of A24. <laughs> there are some movies that do fall flat, mm. but generally they have a pretty good hit and to miss ratio. Yeah, you know, like I said, Ex Machina. They have, mm-hmm. um, Ex Machina is really good. It's fucking fantastic. Yeah, like that. That's made me go down a rabbit hole of like ex- existential crises and stuff like really? that. Yeah. So look, as that, I do, uh, the Adderall Diaries, 2016. I haven't seen that. Amy, haven't seen that. Brady Youthful, haven't seen that. <laughs> Captain, haven't seen that. <laughs> Ex Machina. There you go. Yay! But it, it, they generally have it's a, a lobster. A twenty four. Am I getting that wrong? I don't know. Tusk. Oh, I don't want to watch that. You don't want to watch I, that? I don't want to watch that. Really? Yeah, I don't, I don't like... Like, I saw a photo of him at the end, and it's just so you know, creepy. Like creepy. Yeah, I don't want to, like, see him go through <laughs> that transformation. Yeah, but it, it was a fun, like, weird, wacky film. I'm sure. I mean, <laughs> all, I feel like that's all A24 films, like, underlinings, like, yeah, log lines. was um, that one film that just recently... Except for Ex Machina. Ex Machina wasn't that weird. No, yeah, it was a pretty... Um, Pretty uh, solid, solid sci-fi film. Yeah, but yeah. what's that one film that came out earlier this year, like a couple months ago? It was Everything Everywhere All at Once. Like yeah, that. Right, yeah, was that a twenty-four? I well? have no idea, but I would believe it's an eight twenty-four. There's one with a goat where like a goat becomes a kid and becomes a human, and there's like other other goats that want to eat the, the parents. <laughs> uh, sure. It was, it, it's just interesting how right. you know getting this all wrong. The uh, no, well, well, HBO's quality. Um, HBO's motto is really pretty much like quality over quantity. Right. Where oh, it is. Netflix is quantity over quality. 
clearly. Right. Right. So, now <laughs> nowadays it is, yeah. especially with the the competition. Yeah. Right. So it's 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 interesting to see that there's still flat, uh, you know these subscription services out there that are willing to forego what the masses want ra- rather than focus on like what a, I don't want to say true fan, but like uh, somebody who who does want more of that eclectic type of film and weird you know type of shit to, to, to actually have a medium to be on a street yeah and with, with Netflix I like that it's an opportunity for filmmakers even lower lower class filmmakers but those trying to get up yeah. right try to have their movies at least on a platform so they can put on their resume that they did a movie and it's it's been distributed yeah but yeah you're right yeah when it comes to Netflix it's it, it doesn't feel like I watch a lot of it Netflix, even though yeah. there's a huge slate like Goodfellas is on there uh, the terminals on there, and like other films are on there, but I don't like I don't have the urge, you know. But the, this A twenty four stuff makes me want to go back to HBO Max and check it out. Yeah, there's um I recently opened up the Netflix uh, app. I completely forgot what the the interface looked like. Yeah, like the whole you know, the, the whole thing shows up. It's like oh shit, that's right, that's what this looks like. <laughs> but um like yeah, so hopefully now that Netflix has um essentially been like you know if you don't like it go find something else to watch mm-hmm. they can go back to the roots and look for more higher quality uh productions so that they could they could have a, a medium so like you said the, the more indie type of or up-and-coming director has somewhere to put their stuff and a lot of them do have really good stuff you know? yeah yeah but it's being drowned out by the mediocre bullshit that's mm-hmm. um this is interesting <laughs> talk about mediocre bullshit in terms of news <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Oh, Eternals Two, right, right. So we saw. Well, I saw this um, this article, which has been taken down. Which has been taken down about how there have been discussions about um, the worst rated Marvel film ever, mm-hmm. possibly. Which is weird because like Thor Two still exists. <laughs> Thor Two, right? Thor Iron two. Man Three still. Iron Man Three. I kind of liked Iron Man Three. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I because it's uh, like a Christmas kind of film. You know what I mean? Just because it's snowy. Yeah. No, I mean, it's the whole... I don't know. I don't want to... I liked Iron Man 3 and I liked Age of Ultron, kind of. I liked Age of Ultron. Oh, really? Yeah. I feel like that's a film that a lot of people poop on. Well, it's like that, like we said, that sophomore slump. Mm. Where it's like the first one was the highest of highs and then the second one kind of dipped a little bit. Mm. Even though it had some of the more um, interesting and, and fantastic scenes. Uh, the whole cluster. All right. That or I just like the whole Frankenstein kind of thing with uh, Ultron and you know him not knowing what you know that stuff I like his creator right yeah and calling him father but even though he's literally like his personality is like is like Tony and stuff I just wish that they didn't make uh, Ultron's face in the Oh right, with the little gears and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, you know, like in the in when we first introduced to Ultron, he takes over the um, the sentient suit, mm-hmm. and it's like all broken and jagged. Mm-hmm. That would have been a lot better than something where he has lips. And <laughs> yeah, right, he does have lips. Yeah, like, that, that was weird. Mm-hmm. And then obviously Vision, the introduction of Vision. Right. Yeah, so, we can't we forget about that? Yeah. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so they're talking about an Eternal sequel. And we were discussing this a little bit beforehand, where it's like, where will they go from this? Because it ends with uh, two of them dying, mm-hmm. and then some of them being abducted, and then two of them going off to find more Eternals. Right, yeah. I I have no idea. <laughs> like, yeah. Other than some this phase being wrapped up, and they, they return to Earth and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like maybe to that extent. Is this the shortest Marvel film? Uh, no. No? No. Really? Five films, if you're counting No Way Home. But that's the thing. Like I feel like Four, phase five, two and three have gone. You know, it takes years and years to build. Right. Up. It's 
we're going on 20 years now mm-hmm. and we're barely on phase four. Oh, I see what you mean. So I was just saying, it's like, and all the films pretty much came out within the last year and a half. And we are missing two years though. Yeah. Yeah. So like everything got pushed back. Mm-hmm. But the, yeah, it, it does feel a little short, sure. I guess. If yeah. five, if six films, <laughs> like every like month is short, but yeah. Well, it's, that's just what I'm saying. Like you look at phase one, Iron Man came out in 2008. Mm. Uh, Incredible Hulk came out in 2008. Captain America came out in 2009. Mm-hmm. Thor came out in 2009. No, 11. No, was it 11 or 10? Yeah. No, numbers. Yeah. But ultimately... <laughs> but how many films um, a year usually came out? Like four? No, not even. Six? Like one, a, one a year. One a year? Yeah. Yeah, and there's like four this year. Because you have like Shang-Chi at the beginning... Well, no, Shang-Chi came out last year. Oh, last year. Okay, yeah. well, it was. And then Black Widow. Black Widow. But that is that part of Facebook? Or was that wrapping up? No, that was wrapping up. Like, they push it back, like, twice. Yeah. Like, they have to get it out at one point. Yeah. Or they'll start losing money. Exactly. All right. Um, Eternals. Did Eternals. that come out this year? That came out late last year. Last year? Because last year... So nothing came out this year. Was other than Thor. Thor and... Uh, Doctor and, Strange. And Doctor Strange and then Wakanda Forever, which is three. Which comes out next, this year. Right? This year at the this end, year. yeah. Around yeah. November. Well, so. That's the wrap up of Phase 4. Of right? oh, Phase 4, right, right. When does, wait, when does, um, uh, uh, fucking Ant Man come out? Next year? Next year. A beginning. April, I think. Sure. Yeah, but that's, that's like, another, that's, like, Kang is in there already. Mm-hmm. So that's a different other phase. Yeah, it feels like, well, I mean, it's, it's because of the two years we're missing. Like, the first Black Widow and Shang-Chi and then. The three. Because I feel like if it was not there, then it would be the regular five a year. Yeah. Or four a year or whatever year. And I also guess, like, yeah. I also guess, like, now the, the process is so streamlined. You could run multiple films and have them come out, you know, within a six to eight month period. <laughs> right. <So>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Eternals 2. Oh, uh, I I don't I don't want to think about that yeah, <laughs> right now. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it, it, the roster is already shrink, so I feel like it'll be a better narrative altogether. But yeah. I, other than that, uh, how do you try to keep what uh, Joey Zhao set? You know, the mythological kind of not really indie, but kind of indie kind of uh, you know how they recorded it. Because mm-hmm. can you imagine Eternals in a more streamlined? basic kind of Marvel narrative. Probably do better for them. Yeah, it would. Yeah, but I, I feel like the feel of it, at least the cinematography, is a big part. Yeah. Personally. And, and then, but then how would you focus on Because they're essentially half the group is having two different adventures. Yeah. So what do you, how are you going to balance that and then go back? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, just, it's weird because like it should be there should instead of focusing on making every movie a you know, sequel or trilogy quadrilogy. Quadrilogy. <laughs> Quad, yeah. Um, they should focus on maybe having every once in a while having one temple mm-hmm. to continue to like just a placeholder for the story. Right, right. And then not not worry about having a sequel, not worried about having, not worry about having four. Like, we have we've seen Thor has four movies now, which surprisingly became the movie with the most the, the <laughs> character with the most Marvel movies. Right? right, yeah. Which is interesting, but now we have uh, they're talking about Eternals. It just we don't see a way where they can possibly take Well, if we, if we do what you said, right? They could just do another, you don't think they can just do another batch of them? You know, like yeah, not, not them, you know? <laughs> I mean, it makes sense just to separate from Zhao's, you know, view, like world. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, uh, you know, like, uh, Making like the Nolan films mm-hmm. and the making of, of Batman that's oh, that's shit. separate from that, but kind of still within. Yeah, speaking of Nolan, 
um, a couple of days ago, yesterday, what was it? on the 21st, was the 10 year anniversary of uh, Dr. Arises. Oh. Which is interesting. What, what'd you do? Nothing. <laughs> um, justice. Justice. <laughs> yeah. No, which is interesting because, like, the, the, the pivotal trilogy that propelled superhero movies to what they are now. What's up with the Iron <laughs> Not Iron Man. I mean, Blade. Is, are they not? I mean, are they I, not the game changer? I wouldn't say that it, it propelled it, but it gave a different view that it they're possible. It well, propelled the, the, the hero, superhero genre to what it is now. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. It was I, the springboard. Come on, man. And the springboard. <laughs> well, I, I would say that I, it revolutionized it. Yeah, right. Another word for propelled. Well, not propelled. Okay. Propelled gives it like it, it was stagnant and it needed to move forward. I would say well, that it was well. I wouldn't say it was, but it I was. was. It what? totally was. Well, with like Iron Man and stuff no, like but that. That came. Iron Man came out. Yeah, but it, after it, right. the Dark Knight, not right. the Batman Begins. Right. The Batman Begins was like the beginning. Of because, the Dark but, Knight turned it up. The, turned right, up the but there's movies before like Spider Man and Blade, and like comic book films weren't seen as this like it was just a campy kind of fun go lucky film. But until with, Batman, well, but Batman showed like that it can bring to like narrative weight to it. Because it Right, no, but propelled means like, authority. right, but there was movies before Batman, right? Uh, yeah, obviously. Yeah, but that, what that's I'm, what, it, uh-huh. but what I'm saying is that it took the medium as the this comic book superhero movie mm-hmm. and brought it to what it is now. Yeah, so I would, say, I would say it revolutionized the, the formula of superhero films yeah. instead of like, because when you say it's spring, that's like it hinged and it hinged on Batman to make the movies go forward. I, I, I can honestly make no, that, that argument that it did. No, I can't. Without the Nolan verse, I don't think there would have been the MCU what it is today. No, I see. No, because I, I it feels it's not like one day someone woke up like let's make Iron Man. Like that's been going on in the making for years before. Like even with Spider Man and the properties with X Men. Yeah, but you don't but, think mm-hmm. the way the dark uh, the Batman begins and then eventually the Dark Knight influenced them. No, I really don't but think the, it did. what I did influence is DC. Yeah. Look, look, look at Man of Steel was obviously trying to copy, and that went horrible for the DCEU because mm-hmm. they tried to basically copy what Nolan did, and you can't. But for when it comes to like superhero films, I feel like superhero films weren't this big spectacle, or like they were seen like as one dimensional in one way, like Spider Man, Blade, like they weren't these huge like when you think of the MCU, it was like yeah, Blade is awesome. Yeah. Right, and stuff like that. But when it, uh, you think the DC, you think Nolan. Nolan. Right? You think Nolan. So when it comes to it, the, he was good, and especially with Nolan, he's the kind of director that brings a certain, like, oomph. Yeah. So him to take a superhero film, it was unprecedented until that point. Yeah. So when I feel like uh, what they're trying to copy now is just playing this phase, Chloe Zhao's, you know, just letting them experiment, but it's not really working well because they've established 10 years of the same formula. Yeah, you know what I mean, like I mean, I understand where you're coming from, but me personally, yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> well, I guess it's a it's a it's a conversation of taste. Exactly. Like yeah. obviously, like we see, you could you could make a clear distinction in a pre nolan and post nolan right? Without a doubt. And however it is you want to identify what that line is, mm-hmm. is purely up to yeah, taste. It, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. there are people who uh, uh, see Nolan as the pinnacle of DC. Mm-hmm. And some would argue Man of Steel is the pinnacle of DC, and I'll throw up on their faces, you know, <laughs> and stuff like that. They're, yeah. they're obviously like even you have Snyder versus people. Mm-hmm. You know, people want to see Justice League, even though it's a four-hour movie. Yeah, right? like, there, there's that offset of fandom, and it's wrong for us to say that they're not, you know, real fans because they like Snyder's vision. There are inklings 
of DC within that film, but overall, some of it sucks. It's just it's it's just like you you look at what comic book heroes were before um, before um uh the the Nolan verse and then mm-hmm. you look at them what they are now yeah there's a clear fucking improvement deviation yeah there's a clear propel pro- <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> yeah do you yeah no definitely yeah. yeah I could see that well I could see my I mean the like, the Nolans are good superhero films for you yeah uh, you well. Both, well, they're super esque. The Dark Knight, right? The Dark Knight, <laughs> but for me, they—they're not really. They're yeah. more suspenseful thrillers, because with the the Batman I know has that level of you know extravagance. There's Poison Ivy, yeah, right, Mister Freeze, yeah. Like there's there's those characters. So the the Nolan verse is already kind of like, oh, these are good films because it's Nolan. He mm-hmm. knows how to make a good film, but as a superhero film. There's a detachment with it. Really? Yeah. Because there isn't like that uh, dude in the suit flying around blowing shit up. Right. Well, not blowing shit up, but I'm not blowing stuff up. But there's that. Oh, uh, you broke. Yeah. Yeah, I got you to break. <laughs> what is it? Ah, oh, dang it. <laughs> well, it depends on what you, what you right. consider. Right. Well, I, I was following what you said, all right? Yeah. I was blowing stuff up. Stuff uh, but uh, like the Batman. Yeah. All right. It's obviously rooted within that. Uh, that uh, like the realism that Nolan built, but it mm-hmm. feels like it's very out out of worldly, right? Yeah. Even like who builds a city underneath sea level, like, like Miami? <laughs> Miami? <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. So what if someone just blows up the things like in the Batman? Oh, you, yeah, you get in the Batman won't happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 so yeah. so the Batman, the the Matt Reeves Batman, was that classified as a superhero film? Yeah. So yeah, because there's that level of like. You know, good versus evil. Oh, what about the well, Joker? What well, I mean, the Joker, but that's what why it, well, Bane? I mean, there's, there's Bane want, well, Bane, there's an argument Bane wants to destroy Gotham because there's corruption. Yeah. Right. And then same with the Joker that there's some sort of morality to it. But, this, but the same with but, the brother and I, this one. But I think the Joker is a little, uh, that's less of a bad because that's, there's obviously lines. Yeah. Right. But when it comes to Bane and the other one, I don't remember quite the lines in it. It feels like they're, they're more of reacting to Gotham than being opposing to Gotham. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it becomes blurred. To right, work. yeah, because the, the Batman is kind of like the Dark Knight, mm-hmm. right? That's the middle movie, right? The middle yeah, movie. Yeah, the, mo- the middle movie, right? Okay, so, the middle one? <laughs> <laughs> I forget. It's been a while since I've watched them. Yeah. But like, yeah, because there's the, the, the lines, but there's also the uh, the ambiguity to it. Because mm-hmm. like, what he's doing is not really good. But same with the Joker. But the Joker's kind of like, you obviously don't blow up a, uh, a ferry full of people. Yeah, well, I guess like, would you, would you say like with the Joker and the, and the Batman, he has, he's pushed to the extremes of what he's, he's willing to do. And then with Bane, he's essentially has to refine himself. He yeah. has to find his, his will to fight again. Yeah. And then um, the Ra's al Ghul is the one that propels everything, that starts out everything off. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I, like I just this training like, montage yeah, and the, stuff like the, that. Yeah, yeah. The first hour and a half of that. <laughs> but what I'm saying is like the way uh-huh. he propelled is because you look at the movies beforehand, even the Spider-Man films, they were just like one dimensional, who the fuck gives a shit other than the nerds. Mm-hmm. But now because of the Nolanverse, they've become so much more. They've become and, a, a medium that's taken relatively seriously. So Nolan and Iron Man. Do you think Iron Man reflects the Nolan? Yeah, one hundred percent. In terms of what, like the darkness to it? Not or, necessarily the darkness, or the, like the realism. Because Marvel films, I feel like that's what they began with. I mean, Tony's a human. 
yeah. the narrative already dictates that he, yeah, he needs to he, rebuild himself. Same with Batman. Yeah, but you say like. Iron Man came out after the Dark uh, Batman Begins, mm. like three years after. Mm. So the, the the wheels were already in motion of right. what Batman was going to become under the Nolan verse, and then what superhero movie was going to become. But see, the the thing is with Iron Man, it's basically Batman. Yeah. No, but not just Nolan Batman, but in general, rich yeah. man, right? Yeah. So I feel like Marvel films, narrative wise, have always been that. Yeah, well, right, because if you want to bring a narrative, that's completely right. different because the narrative for the MCU was set up over this long. No, not that time. narrative. I mean, the narrative of like human beings given and mm, okay. possible powers, yeah. right, and stuff like that. So that was began. That was way. That's in the comics. That's way before. So I don't think Nolan making a character who's actually grounded and rooted is nothing new comparing to Marvel. Yeah, because the majority of the characters. Save for the X, well, even if to some extent the X Men are uh, began as human yeah. and were given a, a certain uh, like something happened and then they became superheroes. Yeah. Same with Batman. I mean, yeah. Batman started off human, crime alley, Batman. Yeah. Well, but, but right. What so I'm saying is right. Like, so like, how can it be a reaction to Nolan if it began as that I'm, on paper? I'm talking about the the movie, not the mm-hmm. characters. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the movie. Well, I'm talking about the characters. So well, it's well, not. I'm a, talking about as the movie. Well, because the characters have been uh-huh. there and they've always been there in right. the medium. You know, give right. it the comic book on paper, on film. I mean, on TV, mm-hmm. and even you know, on film to some extent. And just the way they're taken seriously, the way that the medium has been taken. So like these these extreme heights mm-hmm. where the, it completely changed what the what the what a superhero movie was. Like you look at George, uh, uh, Christopher Reeve Superman. Mm-hmm. You look at. Uh, um, uh, Tim Burton's Batman. Mm-hmm. You look at Blade. You look at Spawn. Mm-hmm. There are these films, but they don't really know what it is that they're doing. Right. It's like, are they superheroes, or is it just a guy in a suit? Right. To right. some extent. You know? yeah. yeah. But not because of the Nolan verse. Everything has changed, and everything has like the 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 quality of film essentially elevated to a point where it is now. Right. Right. And yeah, there's there's could be a division. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I don't because it's films aren't something that is like oh they turn a dime like oh let's copy Nolan stuff like you you've seen people copy Nolan stuff and that's Man of Steel. Yeah. I don't see Man of Steel in Iron Man. No. You know. I see. I don't see. I don't. That's the. Yes, that's a direct like I'm, them trying to because I'm, I'm not saying copy. It's uh-huh. not like a copy. Oh, and paste. I'm no, not a copy what, and paste. What the film could actually be? What right. genre? What the genre of, of superheroes can actually be? Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily a copy and paste, mm-hmm. in tone, character development, or anything like that. Right. It's like you, you you brought something that for the longest time was considered campy, wild, or children's children's entertainment, and you brought it to the masses. You showed them, look, right. this is what the the, the the level of quality a, a superhero superhero film can be. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Because of mm-hmm. that, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is what it is today. You don't think Iron Man is a reaction to the previous movies? Like Blade and, and Spawn and Spider-Man's and the Batman's? Because I feel like minus Nolan, mm-hmm. you don't think Marvel saw like, oh, those other movies aren't working. Let's make something different. Without Nolan, without looking at Nolan's movie. I mean, it can you can make that argument, but yeah. it's, it's pretty hard because... Because those came out before. I mean, like Marvel... I mean, the Batman. It's, but, yeah. like, Marvel has been working with, you know, Spider-Man. They're giving the properties and have seen even, like, Fantastic Four or the X-Men. Yeah. Stuff like that. So, they have the experience from seeing how their movies were structured narratively and are viewed. Yeah. So, they have... The, you have the work, the previous draft. So, to make something different, you do, like, Iron Man. So, you don't need Nolan's movies to, to look in the past before those films. You know what I mean? 
You say, yeah, yeah. You're, it's, that's using the assumption that the Nolanverse doesn't exist, but unfortunately, it doesn't. No, exist. no, no. I'm, I'm. My <laughs> point is that they, they didn't need Nolan to see that their movies are crap. But like, see, like they, there's no real way of knowing that, right? Yeah, because like, well, I mean, it's it's because they've they've Marvel has been selling their properties. They've mm-hmm. been like intertwined with you know selling it to Sony, selling it to Fox, and they've been there since day one with the. With their like Marvel was on their last hinges before Iron Man. Yeah. Right. So they're they're selling their properties. So the the company was together and it was a slow drain of blood until Iron Man happened. So I wouldn't say that it, it's like DC before, right? Mm-hmm. DC was there at the beginning and they still are. Marvel was there at the beginning and they tried they were they're, you know, hobbling. They couldn't make like they they wanted to sell the rights for Spider Man and you know, amazing Spider Man just they just keep the rights and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Since day one they were, Marvel Studios was there. Mm-hmm. So they could look at their other works and say, we need something different. It's not like they sold it and then they did something else. You, know you, could, I mean? you could also make the argument as like, hey, look, we're looking at our, our past slate of films and mm-hmm. we need something different. Right. And then they make something different. They we don't need, like... We need something that's going to like change the, the genre of right. Nolan changed the genre. But the thing is, those times, Nolan wasn't when Spider-Man was made, right? Or Blade like, or you Spawn. Could, you could make the argument to say that Nolan looked at what the past superhero movies were and we need something different. Exactly. So at the same time. Yeah. No? So no, no, Marvel yeah. wasn't dependent on Nolan. Nolan looked at what Marvel was making. Marvel looked at what they were making and they decided we need a change. But I don't... I see like... Yes. I feel like that, that argument, it falls apart to the point where mm-hmm. the Batman Begins came out before. Mm-hmm. Like that Batman Begins was already out when, you know, it came out three, four years before... The, the Iron Man first came out. So mm-hmm. to say like, hey, we're not going to acknowledge this is this and only look at our slate, I don't think that's... Yeah, that's I mean, what, what are, it happens all the time. I mean, you have... Yeah, you have, say, you have other films or let's say other entertainment mediums, uh-huh. right? They obviously, like the monsters, there's obviously... You see there's work before. Yeah. Halo, you've seen what's worked before, but you decide to do something else. And it's like boggling, like why not just take the essence of the other narrative and just kind of supplant it. But what they only see is what they work with. This is like a classic nerd on nerd. Well, no, (laughs) it's because it's like you'd rather look at work that you've done rather than what other people have done. I'm not saying like copy and paste view, whatever stuff. Like, I I feel like it's hard not to be influenced. Hmm. You're right, it's, and it's that's why and that's why it's revolutionized. It, yeah, right. It's obviously influenced, and you see those movies that try to like show Chloe Zhao's. They gave it, gave her everything with Nolan's. The same with Batman. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't know the extent of narrative with Batman, but I feel like they like here. Here's Batman, make a property. Yeah. I feel like that's the same with Chloe Zhao. Here's Eternals, do whatever you want with it, right? Stuff like that. Yeah. But you're right. It, it, it's it's changed into it's it's like capable of becoming a, uh, a indie esque film not just a streamlined film. And you've seen that with Eternals. What I'm saying is that it, Marvel is in their own camp and they're looking at their own works and saying, hey, we can do something better. And then Nolan, like they, Nolan saw it the same thing and we can make something less campy and he made it more mature. But then you have the DCEU who saw the popularity of Nolan and try like, hey, let's, let's, we, let's, 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 copy, let's copy it, right? <laughs> not copy it, but you know, let's have that groundedness that yeah. the Batman, but... The thing is, the Batman and Tony, the Batman, Iron Man, Tony Stark, and Bruce Wayne—they're the same character. character. So it's 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 like you could see the like you obviously he has to start from the bottom. Obviously, Batman has to start the bottom. How do you start the bottom with with Superman? 
Dumb. Wonder Woman. Dumb. Like, well, well, see, like Green Lantern, maybe. Like he started as a human. Yeah, but yeah, how Jordan, the, thing, yeah. the thing is I'm saying is like because the 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 Christopher Nolan was able to elevate the characters to the point where where they to that point where like it's widely considered uh, at least the Dark Knight is one of the greatest films in modern times. It's hard for me to believe that the creators that the Kevin Feige back in the in the Paramount days wasn't like whatever it is that they're doing, we have to build on that. Yeah, Kevin Feige was working on X Men as a production assistant. Yeah, yeah. So he he was there when he's. I, I think it seeing was all the bad yeah. He's first. seeing all the right. <laughs> so he, like, he, there's some sort of you see like oh DC's like really knocking out of the park. Yeah, yeah, there there's an argument granted with that, and there are there are influences about it, mm. but what it's so hard to look at other camps where you're focused on like how do I improve our situation with Kevin Feige. And he's, yeah. he's seen X-Men, and it's like he, he can pick, like, what would be a better absorption for, like, narrative than that. And then it's like Iron Man, because he's, he started in the bottom. You can't make it with Thor. You no. can't make it with Captain America, you know. You can't well, make Captain it. Well, Captain America, you, I could, well, you Captain, could have made the argument that Captain America would have been a good jumping point. I, I wouldn't either. Just because, make, well, he has a, a World War II film, just well, with Captain America. But you have to give doubt to Captain America. He, he's always been like black and white not black and white but you know he's seen the good in people you mm -hmm. don't see that in Tony Stark it's Tony Stark is already broken to begin with Captain yeah. America he's or he's the pinnacle mm -hmm. right and stuff like that and like those characters uh, are within the Marvel camp yeah and all that stuff same with like DC DC doesn't need to you've seen DC copy try to copy Marvel so they should keep within their camp yeah. and see what they did and that's what Marvel did because they're they're there from yeah, well, I don't but, know what the first Marvel from Spider-Man the first oh, one? No. Like the one they was, produced. Uh, well, they produced them in like the 70s and then right. some of the 90s and yeah. then aired. And then <laughs> yeah, see, stuff like that. Like, they were there when it didn't work. You yeah, know? But, but, but what I'm saying is that because right. the Nolan burst worked, mm -hmm. they were able to say, like, okay, this is what we're doing wrong. Mm -hmm. Nolan got it right for whatever extent that may be. So now let's build on whatever it is. The shortcomings that we had in our on our past films mm -hmm. and whatever it is that Nolan did to work right, let's bring that together and make our MCU what it is today. Is there any other grounded films that would evoke Nolan's uh, style? Uh, I'm sure Nolan has. This is one of those. Well, I mean, like dudes. it's like Tarantino. He knows shit from like no, 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 ass fucking. Films <laughs> no, I mean, like in the MCU, do you see that? Like repercussions that influence, um, other than Iron Man, because Iron Man Iron characters Man, well, already. Yeah, Iron Man was flawed as fuck. But yeah, you, you could make the the um, Hulk. Oh, but we haven't seen a Hulk. We MCU. haven't seen a Hulk movie, but yeah. his character, his character, yeah. Um, Black Widow to some extent as mm -hmm. well. Like the mm -hmm. more human, like even Thor. I was watching um, uh, parts of the original Thor where he loses his power. He he has to come to grips with that mm -hmm. to be able to be worthy again. You know, that's something where it's obvious. It's a it's a you know, a staple in, in uh, storytelling and narrative telling, but the way you execute it is what matters. You know? I see, that's those those narratives are you're right. Black Widow probably, but with Thor and like Hulk, that's and they have reference to it. Mm -hmm. It happens in the comic. But yeah. Black Widow less so. Mm -hmm. But then Black Widow wasn't a big part of that like <laughs> until he got she got a movie and that was like shoehorned in. Yeah. Right, yeah, the 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 influence is there, but we have two different kinds of like <laughs> how hard that influence is. How, how much it was. Yeah, yeah. how much it was. Yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. Right. That's something we could come to an agreement. Like, <laughs> literally, that was like 20 minutes of discussion. <laughs> I don't like having the Nolan talk. I have friends who like the Nolan stuff and they're, they're quiet because that's, it, it, it's uh, difficult. You're a fan, obviously. Right. Well, it's yeah. not, it's, we're going to go in circles. Like I have one view, you have another view, but we can agree that 
the influence, the influence, the influence of Nolan or like you know Iron Man. You'd argue that I would argue that Marvel was there with seeing how crappy their films were and had a basis. But that's the thing. We, but, we will never know. But Nolan, well. I mean, you can see that they were there. Can you? Yeah, you can. They've sold the rights. They were there since, like, you know, we can't afford to see, have it. You also have to Okay. This is the last thing I said in this conversation. You yes. have to look at the, convers- the, the the obvious fact that Marvel sold off the rights to their most popular character. Mm-hmm. So Iron Man being, like I said before, the B, the B-list of the, the, the Marvel uh, comic book slate. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they had to take the, is, was he or was he not? Well, I mean, Before, I think all of them. I mean, you don't. What's, well, yeah, what's, what's iconic really in Marvel other than you, like? X-Men, well, you, well, you think? Yeah, Spider-Man exactly. You don't, you don't think? They don't have. Yeah, they yeah. Have. No, no, but I mean, like iconicism, right? Mm-hmm. When I think DC, I think the Holy Trinity. When yeah. you think Marvel, X-Men. minus the movie, yeah, X-Men, X-Men. or Fantastic Four, or Fantastic, not, not, not Iron Man, not Iron Man, <laughs> not Captain America, not Hawkeye, yeah, the yeah. Hulk, maybe. No, yeah, the Hulk. They have a TV show. Yeah, but the, also because the Hulk has done a lot of like cross uh, uh, cross issues and stuff like that. He oh. was with the, the X Men for a while. He was. Uh, oh, was he? Yeah. I, I didn't watch the cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> I know the theme song, but well, yeah, you're saying sorry. Yeah, yeah, but so yeah, so we can come to the to the the obvious and factual consensus that there was an influence. It's just how much of an influence that's where the bottom yeah. oh, I'm, I'm glad we're able to distill <laughs> it to, to that no it, it's yeah it, it's, it's obvious it, yeah like, we, we can argue <laughs> see this is how this is how fans are supposed to not like you know yeah, yell racial right. slurs and yeah. like dox people <laughs> 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 see, but, see and then it, it leads, <laughs> no but look it leads to to what Simon Pegg was saying mm. the more that the, the uh, Star, Star Wars fans are some of the most divisive fans ever and they came out and proved this point by shitting on them. <laughs> <laughs> right. It, it, yeah, Simon Pegg recently, I, I don't remember when. Yeah, he basically said what you said. Yeah. Star Wars fans are the most toxic, uh, divisive uh, fandom. And then they proved this point proved by this point, uh, yeah. becoming toxic and divisive. And divisive towards against them. And I, I remember, it's funny because I saw this meme recently where it's like two people are fighting. And then one of them says Star Wars fan, and the other one says Star Wars fan, and there's another person behind them sitting down, and it says Star Wars fan. (laughs) 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 So it's like Star Wars fans fighting against Star Wars fans, while some of like what I would consider us, the other Star Wars fans, just looking out, watching the shit hit the fan. (laughs) I've seen the comic where it's uh, I think Pirates of the Caribbean, and Uh there's the scene where there's like I think Will Turner. Jack Sparrow and the other dude they're fighting each other or something mm-hmm. and it says Star Wars fans I mean, yeah. it's like prequel fans sequel fans and like original trilogy <laughs> and then you have like the two bros in the back like explaining what's happening yeah. <laughs> and they're just like watching yeah and it's weird because like it's it, how fucking poetic is it that by calling it out his point is proven yeah you know it's it's, it's insane and then, and then I saw um, recently Bill Burr had a, had a an interview where he they questioned him about uh, Gina Carano mm-hmm. about what she said and she got fired uh, fired from uh, the, the Star Wars universe and his yeah. his take was essentially like well you guys proved their point you know she said something that you guys didn't like and then you guys got her canceled yeah. that's exactly what was happening you know back in the days the situations are completely different yeah but fundamentally it's the same and that's where he was coming from it's like like how do you want um the fandom not to be taken or not to be considered toxic when, when any little thing like Simon Pegg says it 
brings out the worst in you. Yeah, and Simon Pegg is, is a fan, no doubt. Yeah, right? without a doubt. Yeah, he, he's not just in film like with Shaun of the Dead and the Cornetto trilogy, but he's been there since like that's what he loves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and Simon Pegg saying that and then them them like basically just like, no, you're wrong, and just talking <laughs> stuff. Because it, it, when it comes to Star Wars, it, it feels like there there's a obvious, there's people like us. I don't want to do like, like just, let's just say it. it's us who see the wrongs of the films, right? Mm-hmm. And then who are able to detach from it but still enjoy it. Yeah. But then you have the offset who's like, it's life. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you say something bad about Luke Skywalker, like, you're going, we're going to, like, do all this stuff to you and stuff yeah, like Han that. Solo was a bitch. You're, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. Like Han Solo was, you know, slave trading. You know, yeah. what do you think that compartment was for? Yeah. And stuff it, like that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird being part of the fandom, especially being lumped in. And mm-hmm. then not being acknowledged that there's some of us who aren't that. Yeah. We, we say, like, hey, like we've said before, we voiced our displeasure with um, The Last Jedi. But we can't really be like, hey... You know, have uh, honest criticism about the movie, about the characters, while being lumped into like the far extreme fanboy of, of, of Star Wars, and we're like, what the? no, there's some of us that you know we can have a civil disagreement, but not be complete assholes. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And especially when it comes to Star Wars, I I just feel like the people who like it, or are just at least baseline like it, are the quietest, and the people who don't like it are the loudest, kind of. You know what I mean? Because, like, us, we'll, we'll have a discussion, and then that's the end of it. Yeah. But you have we'll people... remain friends. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, and then you have people who are like, yeah, let's have a 25-minute to 11-hour stream about how Last Jedi sucks. Yeah. And, like, I, I can't do that. No. Like, I can't... I can do it for 10 minutes. It's too much negativity. It, and, but yeah. It, it's, it's, it's in a way where, like, like I said before, we've had criticisms of that film, but we're able to separate you know, the film from the actors. From well, Ruin Johnson is kind of, you know, <laughs> but but that's his style. I mean, give credit and credits due. He's not good with taking other people's properties. Yeah, he's good with doing his own thing and you know revolutionizing the character. I blame more of Lucasfilm and Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah, 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 like no, I don't blame Kathleen Kennedy a lot because you know, yeah, she made the Mandalorian and other other stuff. But that was reaction to the film, right? Exactly. So uh, she knew. Correction. Yeah, yeah. So she <laughs> like she had the you know well withdrawal to mm-hmm. uh, to give some sort of like let's focus more on this. Same with Solo. Remember, there was three movies she canceled all of them because yeah. of Solo. So Solo. I was like, okay, good, like yeah. like good good job. But when it comes to uh, yeah, the, I, f- I forgot what I was going with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with with when it comes to the, the characters, it, it you have to have some sort of subjective. Like, yeah, I think that's what I was. Yeah, there, there's a, a clear distinction between the characters that are on screen and the actors portraying those characters. Mm-hmm. It's, it's unfortunate that we even talked about this a little bit about uh, Obi Wan, mm-hmm. the, the film where they they released the they told the the the, the actors who played the the, the, the third oh, sister. Oh, Right. Uh, that there was going to be this onslaught of you know horrific racial abuse towards her, and unfortunately that was the case. Yeah. But there's a, a massive subset of us that you know we could either like or not like the character, but not abuse the actor. The right. actress, you know. Yeah. And yeah. unfortunately, we're lumped in all into some of them. Yeah, it's it's. Would you say it's difficult to break us out of that lump? Because like we're we're not going to go online like yeah we love it. Like, yeah. We're just going to say we like it and then. That's it. Or that's not even it. that. We'll just suffer quietly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Do you think that suffering quietly, quietly is the issue? Because like the, the people will keep lumping us with like those people who have those 11-hour streams and like poop on like 
how how Ray is bad or how uh, Rose is bad. <laughs> how there, there is no, there's no such thing as a black star. Right, I, that was in my head. Get out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, why is Drew black? Like, just like that sort of stuff. Yeah, gets clicks. Yeah, where you can't have a click. Like, yeah, this is a pretty okay film. Yeah. And this is why it's well. Here's the good. Here's the bad. That's it. Right. right. Yeah. Make well. Make your choice. Exactly. But I won't want to push my own narrative on you. Yeah. It's well. That's the thing. Is like it's in, it's not in our nature to rise up. <laughs> We're like Jedi at this point, aren't exactly. we? Exactly. We're recluse and hiding. <laughs> really? We hey, come out when you. This is not our fight. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's, <laughs> it's that, and and, and I, I feel like yeah, that's that is to our own detriment because like the, the extremes have given us. Um, the bad rap yeah. of a fandom. And it's weird because like you hear people who are analyzing the extremes and the horrible shit that they say. And I'm not that, like, but I can't legitimately criticize the film without being lumped into that. Right, you know? right, yeah. Well, do you feel like in the Star Wars fandom, there's less good and more kind of bad? Because I feel no, like... No, I yeah. just feel like the, the bad is the loudest. Yeah, I want to say that too, but it's Star Wars. And it's something that's generational. And that's been like, you know, your father. And then you're like your kids. So that technically the prequels was for yeah. us. Yeah. And then our kids get the sequels and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Do you think that just be, that generational, you know, gaps make it a bigger... Because you have three camps now, right? Yeah. You have three camps of toxicity. And I mean, yeah, it surely doesn't help. That's a fact. Yeah, for sure doesn't help. But it's like, what can we do? There's, there's gonna be rise up. No, well, well, that's the thing. Even if we do come together as a community and say like, hey, that's not us. But whatever criticism that we do have, we're automatically gonna be lumped into that. Right. You know, it's it's been used as a way to dismiss us. Right. Right. Because I went to celebration, Uh obviously, and I I want I can say a hundred percent, or at least maybe ninety nine point nine percent, that I I didn't get that toxicity feel at all. I mean, it was it was one of the friendliest cons I've ever went to. Yeah. Like even when, like when we watched, you know, Ahsoka trailer and the Mandalorian, and there were cheers that like my ears were ringing, mm-hmm. like how loud it was, and and there's obvious critiques on those on those TV shows, but people were there for Star Wars. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Right? Just just for Star Wars, any shape, form, or any kind of way it is, you know, be it Ray, be it Luke, be it Solo, this it was Star Wars for Star Wars' sake. Yeah, and that's what it is. It's a celebration of Star Wars. Yeah, and, and why can't that be, you know? I mean, I guess it's just because of the, the nature of clickbait. You know, the, nobody's going to want to blow up an article that's saying, like, hey, look, this is some legitimate criticism that I've had about the Star Wars franchise in late, but here are some awesome things that I've enjoyed. Nobody's going to want to read that, right. or nobody is not going to get blown up to where, hey, Hey, look, you know, Kelly Marie Tran's a whore because she, the character was terrible. You know, right. nobody's going to want to say that. Do you, so do you think as a fandom, or at least like in fandoms in general, uh, we're, we're more obsessed with film, with not films, with articles that have conflict with them? I mean, that's just human nature in, in general. Right, but that conflict and human nature, but that's the logic of it. Like, yeah. It is human nature, but there's obviously, it's not the logical sense of it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah, but it's it's such a detriment. I don't like yeah. being like, hey, I'm a Star Wars fan and then being clumped like, oh, like you, you're probably the most toxic kind yeah, of thing. I don't you know like I mean? it either, but yeah. what, how, what am I going to do when somebody's at that point where they're lumping us in with the most toxic of us? Yeah. What are we going to do that possibly is going to change them? 
Exactly. There's, there's nothing yeah. we can do, you know? So, I mean, I guess our only hope is, like you said, some... It's <laughs> <not laughs> our, <battle. laughs> our battle. Like, we, well, like, we, we, we can try. Yeah. I mean, we can try. I mean, we obviously, we just like Star Wars. Yeah, we like Star Wars. And in, there are some times where we could say, hey, you know, this movie didn't mm-hmm. work for X reasons without completely, you know, shitting on the actors. Yeah. And then have it be taken seriously. Hopefully, they'll, they'll come that day. But unfortunately, yeah. now it's not. Yeah, because it, when I look at Star Wars, just to end it, this whole Star Wars, <laughs> it's making me a little depressed. Yeah. But when it comes to Star Wars and I look at, like, say, Star Trek fandoms and even Harry Potter, other fandoms in general. I, I just can't help but feel that ours is just more uh, toxic. Yeah, I guess it's because it's the loudest. Mm. Yeah, and it's the oldest. Yeah, one of the oldest. Sure, one of the, well, Star Trek. Yeah. Star Trek fandom is older, but I don't feel like that divisiveness between Star Trek. You know? yeah, no, Maybe really. because the, the show was about bringing people. You know, yeah, that, 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 <laughs> that probably has a big influence <laughs> on them. I mean, no, there are offsets. I mean, when Lower Decks came out, there was like some people on YouTube like, oh, this is horrible. Mm-hmm. And it just got announced with the third season. Yeah. So I don't know where those voices went. Yeah. Um, but do you also feel like it's being, it's being set up for us um, to like, even if we do have a legitimate criticism of, you know, whatever uh, property, like one thing that's coming to mind is Doctor Who. Mm. When they announced the female Doctor Who a few years ago, like you couldn't say anything negative about it or else you're a misogynist or mm-hmm. else you're sexist. Right? Mm-hmm. But wait, I have some legitimate criticisms. Mm-hmm. Well, am I just going to be invalid because of I, she, the Doctor Who just happens to be a woman. Like, who gives a shit she's a woman? Is the character good or not? Right. Yeah, that, that should be the basis of discussion. Yeah. Right, right. It's it's not by who she is or what she looks like. It's it's whether or not what she gives to the narrative. Exactly. And stuff like that. And then, yeah, it's uh, it's difficult to parse out. Yeah. Right? It's like you, you can say that, oh, she's not written well, uh-huh. but you have to elaborate. But people usually stop. At, uh, listening yeah, to you right they stop listening to you when it says it's stuff not written well same with obi-wan yeah. there were complaints about obi-wan but oh right and you're not and you're nodding your head and i was like and right but there are arguments saying my argument is that uh it's too short mm-hmm. right and the characters more yeah right, right. <laughs> give us more that's a good thing right give us yeah. more or like uh flesh out characters yeah. and stuff like that and and that's and that's there's some argument to that mm-hmm. but other than that i enjoyed it as a whole yeah. But people stop at uh, you like it. I mean, you'll like you'll you like de- it or you don't. Or you don't. You'll derite it. You know, yeah. there's like always this line, and why is there always a, a parallel line to it? Yeah. Is it human nature to make camps? Um, well, yeah. I mean, like there's that that pretty popular or famous meme that came out a few years ago, that, <laughs> where it's like a four panel comic, and then one guy picks up a flag. Like, what is this? And it's red. And then another guy comes in. And it's like, hey, what's up? But it just so happens to be holding a blue flag. And then, like, the panels, and then it progresses to the, the point where the guy who just picked up the red flag is like, wow, fuck that guy. Yeah. I, oh, God. I love that. I just, I hate that that's what it is. Yeah. No, I mean. It, it, and I, I feel like that is still uh, channels our you know, tribal mentality right, that we have. Right, yeah. Because you know, however you want to uh, put it, we are still animals. That's, yeah. We just, just because we make coffee in the morning. Yeah, yeah, read the news. <laughs> is the news the, yeah. No, exactly, and it's uh, and there's an argument even with Star Trek. Yeah. I mean, the Star Trek, the visit, the biggest critique about the new Star Trek Discovery, like, oh, why is it so depressing? Like, why, why is it like, why is the Federation's beacon of hope, uh, something that is a more like a fascist, uh, totalitarian area? But when you look at it, uh, 
given taking out all those all those like conveniences all the technology and all the you know all the education and all that stuff humans will devolve yeah and become animals and that's what's happening in star trek <laughs> and people have seen that like why yeah and it's possible i mean yeah i mean it's like we we want to believe that we're this higher power just because we were able to make weapons and tools and stuff like that mm-hmm. when, when, when it comes if we're just you know these pink fucking naked dudes running in the jungle then it's all games are all, all games are you know yeah, yeah all hands are it's it's going to be as, as even as we possibly can and we're going to devolve into this nature that we have yeah and it's unfortunate that it manifests itself in in the extreme ways in fandoms and, and stuff that are supposed to be fun exactly you know unfortunately there's some of us who are like we just we like it <laughs> we have a like a purple flag yeah and there's stuff we didn't like but overall it was awesome um let's finish on talk about video games video games so we have some pretty significant news coming out for video game fans um there's gonna be a gta 6 oh i'm just playing oh Uh, thank god yeah but but still gta 6 that's pretty significant one of the, the og in the modern video game franchises, right? GTA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, supposedly, Sony was... Uh, not Sony. Uh, uh, Rockstar. Rockstar. Rockstar was working on uh, remastering Red Dead and GTA 4. Mm-hmm. But they kind of paused that because they the, 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 the remastered of GTA Trilogy, which is uh, Grand Theft Auto, Vice City, Vice City. Uh, San Andreas, and GTA 3 kind of had negative reviews. Yeah. And I, I own the, the, the remastered. Oh, and cool. Yeah. It, it, it's the, like, you can't change the game narratively-wise yeah. because it's already been written in stone. Right. But what they did do was that they upgraded the engine, the game engine, and it just looks a little... I'm not, oh, yeah, yeah, that's well, fair. Whenever we have time, I'll, I'll you know we'll play for a little bit so you can understand because you've played GTA, right? Yeah. Especially the older GTAs. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know how it's all like really flat, two screens. Yeah, like kind of pixely. pixely. Yeah, yeah, now it's it, even more so. No, it it looks weird because they brought a three D engine game engine to it. Oh wow! So it's it, it, yeah, it's it's strange. Yeah, I like speaking of Vice City, mm-hmm. one of the Ray Liotta's. Oh yeah, yeah, when they voiced the Tommy yeah. uh, Tommy Vercetti. Uh, R.I.P. Yeah, that, that, that just was a kept, shocker, right? Yeah, I'm kind of getting a little choked up just yeah. thinking about it. You know, I mean, a lot of stuff. Yeah, especially a lot of stuff that like our dad would. Yeah, that's probably why I'm getting choked up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that good fella, just just seeing his face kind of chokes well, me. He was a casino, right? Goodfellas. Or maybe not. No, it wasn't. That was a Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. Yeah. Well, it's like. There's like these this slew of like mm. a char- of actors who played like Italian American mobster and Ray Liotta's loved it, lumped into it. Except for uh, is it uh, Field of Dreams? Uh, no, is it Field? Uh, of- I get that confused. Kevin Costner. Yeah, Field of Dreams. Is yeah. it Field of Dreams? That's the baseball one. Yeah, is that the like build it and they all come? Yeah, yeah, he's in it. He's also yeah. He's one of the main. He's, he's <laughs> one of the main uh, baseball guys who are like uh, wrongly accused. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, but the thing is, seeing him in that role. It, it, he doesn't have those those mobster vibes. He's a re, he's a pretty good role in actor. Yeah. yeah. Well, you look at Joe Pesci. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. 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 So like Joe Pesci, even no matter what he's in, he's like an, an Italian wise guy. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's so, a tough guy. Yeah, like even in Home Alone. Oh yeah. He was one of the the the, house, the robbers, and he just like an Italian wise guy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which is which is yeah R.I.P. But um, GTA Six, GTA Six, yeah. which, which I haven't played GTA Five. 
GTA 5 is not too bad. No. I mean, it, it's one of... I feel like it's a very diverse if you'll, you'll find it weird. Because there's it's the narrative. You're yeah. used to just one. Well, I know some, some of the, like, the fun. Oh, okay. Like, three different stories. Yeah, so that's... Like, three different characters. Yeah, that's like, a little yeah. weird coming from, you know, four games or, or give or take. Seven. Seven games, if yeah. you count the, like, the, the, the top shoots. view. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. And, and it's just one character, but it's three. So it's a little offsetting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but six, I don't know if they're gonna if they're gonna do they're that. Well, focusing, they they stopped um, the remaster of GTA Four and Red Dead, which would have been awesome um, to focus on solely GTA Six. Yeah, which is which is interesting. It's been a long time coming now because GTA Five came out what like fourteen or something. Yeah, like. and it's still been it's yeah. still being milked. <laughs> yeah, so it's 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 no, but it's, it's weird because it's being milked because it's mod friendly. Right, because of the online aspect. Yeah, the yeah, online yeah, aspect yeah. is not friendly. So people yeah. basically reinvent the game like every year or so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny though, but GTA 6, it's something that, uh, it's a franchise, it's a game title that's been synonymous in our you know, video game history. Yeah. And do you really think that you could continue that story or like that style of video game? Uh, especially given this climate? Yeah. Yes. You can. I, I feel like we need it. Like, for sure right well I feel like I need it just because uh, there hasn't been a game where it, it's I, to me I haven't played games that I've played I'm sure there's been a game yeah. but games that I've played hasn't been overly critical like GTA mm-hmm. right? like even like the ammunition that's obviously you know riffing on people or gun nuts and stuff like yeah. that and different aspects and I feel like GTA 6 uh, at least it needs it kind of that needs to be out there if you know what I mean yeah, something to throw a monkey wrench in today's society. Right, right. And, yeah. and narrative-wise, and like just the grittiness. Yeah. I mean, like Tommy Versetti, even uh, Nico Bellic, uh-huh. like an immigrant trying to make himself in Liberty City is already a gripping narrative as it is. Yeah. I could just imagine uh, the rift that would take <laughs> with uh, Now's culture. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like given, uh, given the past. Because it, it's been like historically, it's been like, you know, it's been uh, mirroring events, hasn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, like, Vice City is obviously the playoff of Scarface. Right. Um, uh, There's been, obviously, like, a lot of mob-related stuff in it. GTA 3, GTA uh, 4. Four uh, Liberty City stories, uh, mm-hmm. Chinatown Wars. Right, uh, yeah, well, I forgot about that one. Yeah, 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 it was a lot about of uh, you know, historical or crucial events in immigrate immigrants' lives. Right, right. Especially yeah. that they come into a, a, like a, a gang related or a mafia esque. Right. You know, yeah. Member or not membership, but like a family brotherhood, family stuff like that. Yeah, so, I, even with four, I, I like the whole idea of him coming from like fresh off the boat. Like I think the first level is called fresh off the boat. <laughs> And uh, him trying to find himself, and then he ha- he's clumped into uh, the criminal aspect of Liberty City, but because yeah. he can't, yeah. like what else? Like he wants to be rich. That's yeah. the way to be rich. Get rich by trying. Exactly. Yeah. Same with Tommy Rossetti. I mean, the parallels with Scarface. I mean, he's betrayed even with San Andreas. Right, the whole gang brotherly aspect is not as you know brotherly as it was. Smoke betrays him, you know, and stuff yeah. like that. But what I'm saying is, like, how many times can you mm. get back into that well? Oh, I mean, in terms of, like, how it looks? Not necessarily how it looks, but, like, the story of, like, somebody trying to make it big or somebody related, mafia-esque related or something, where you you keep dipping in it. Because, essentially, I haven't played five and six, but, essentially, that's what it is, you know? Like you said, immigrant Mm. comes over, tries to make it It's an underdog tale. Yeah. Well, in that case, it's an underdog tale. But, like, in in, uh, San Andreas, CJ... Out of prison, goes back to to his things, and also mm-hmm. gets stuff like that. My right. city uh, uh, tries to make it big, and like Scarface says, right? Basically, so. yeah, yeah. Um, 
That's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, my gut says yes. Just because, <laughs> well, it's, it's nice to have uh, a character built from the bottom and help them up. You know what I mean? Like, see that, those tribulations, yeah. those narrative beats. Like, even like Tommy, Biko, uh, uh, Nico, uh, Tommy, uh, like CJ, uh, the unknown dude, yeah. <laughs> the, under, the unknown dude in three, you know, and I don't remember the Tokyo stories or, this, yeah. or stuff like that. But seeing a character from the ground up is, is a little humbling. Yeah, for sure. Right, yeah. And I feel like that fits, uh, especially today. But it, how it's going to work, I, I'm not I'm not sure. It, it could fall flat on its face. I mean, five, that three character aspect wasn't really blend well. Yeah, I feel like the, the popularity of five was because they finally integrated the online aspect. Right, and that's what that's what's fueling their economy. <laughs> so, like that, the people have stayed on GTA Online for the longest time. Yeah, right. You can make our role playing lobbies and just lose yourself in there. Yeah. So when it comes to GTA Six, I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah, I mean it's it's obviously it's a it's a GTA is a title that is synonymous. You know bringing a negative attention to the video game aspect, you know, for mm-hmm. the longest time. A game where you beat up hookers or a game where you rob people, you kill people, something right, like that. It's right. glorifying or fetishizing that aspect. But ultimately, it is like a story of uh, coming up or making it big or success story. Yeah. yeah. Regardless of how it's not the game. So I'm, I'm just wondering, is like how many times can we dip into that before it becomes stagnant? It will come down to the character. If yeah. the character is able to hold a light or at least build in a way that it's it's little, relatively fresh. Yeah. Uh, I, I would like to see a GTA 6 that's within the veins of Red Dead Redemption 2 in terms of realism. Like, I don't know if you've seen like gameplay-wise, yeah. but like that that game is really, really realistic. Yeah. <laughs> and even when it comes to a video game, like stuff that you can do, you can hunt you know, animals. And <laughs> ad- but the thing is, the animals have a time of coming out. Yeah. They can smell you from a distance. You know, there's certain ways to shoot them that don't ruin the meat. Yeah. You know, there's certain ways like that. I would love to see that in. Uh, GTA Six in terms of realism, you oh, need really? to eat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know stuff like yeah, I think San Andreas touched on. I had that. a little bit of that. You had to eat, so that's like hydrating. And, and then your body that. reflected you eating a yeah. lot. You could be jacked, or you could be like this obese bro running around. Yeah, it was it was funny that like the ones I played that was GTA Three, GTA Liberty, and Liberty City Stories, and um, those are basically the exact same game. A prequel. Liberty City Stories is a prequel to GTA, mm. so the map is the same. Everything's basically the same. And then now that I have the trilogy, watching uh, uh, gameplay of San Andreas or My City games, I, I've known, obviously, because they've been in the zeitgeist, yeah. but I didn't really get a chance to play. Now it's like it's interesting to see how different the, the game engine, or not the game, the, the, the dynamics of the game. Like when when it was for playing and you said you had to eat. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is this fun? <laughs> yeah. So it, it was interesting to see. So like like I, like you said, it would be interesting where they take six. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm hoping it's not the three narrative. To be yeah. honest with you. But okay, so coming going to another video game franchise that I feel like been run to the ground, which is um, Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed. What do you feel about it being set up in like ancient Japan? Ancient Japan? Uh, I'm good about it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good about it. It's, Assassin's Creed is, is in one of those relatively old franchises. PlayStation 3. Kind oh, of like Xbox 360. Like that. 2006 or something. Right, but like that, 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 uh, that generation. Yeah. Right, that console generation stuff. Like, you know, Assassin's Creed 1 was in Jerusalem and stuff like that. It's how, Italy. Mm-hmm. Right. But, uh, Recently, it's been focused more on combat. 
it's it's been more focused on like having these huge battles and that's cool and all but the game is called assassin's creed not warrior's creed Warriors, and stuff yeah. like that so them coming to japan which was was with huge battles granted but there was also a kind of espionage assassin ninja, ninja. exactly <laughs> exactly ninja aspect to it and yeah. that gets me excited because yeah. that's what i liked about assassin's creed was the you know blending in with people and then you know stabbing someone in the gut and then like running away like not even running walking away and the guy kind of like falls over and that, yeah. that aspect of it is pretty cool so it was like that blend of like metal gear with with um like this ancient time and stuff like that which we like like you said with horror genres in the movies uh, we don't see a lot of stealth games not anymore, anymore. Yeah. well it's just, it, it was always that 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 camp right you fell into either you like stealth games or stealth <laughs> missions or you just went in guns blazing yeah right there are no if it's a stealth mission if there's no survivors exactly. <laughs> which is like I, I like the stealth mission but at the same at the uh, a certain point of time I was like you know what fuck it let's just start killing <laughs> just start killing people yeah. right yeah so it just feels like it's, it's, it's a very interesting time period that they're gonna set the, the game in yeah finally finally I mean, I mean it's been in like Norse mythology it's been in Egypt it's mm. been in uh uh, American Revolution era yeah. and stuff like that so they're finally hitting you know, Japan Japan which is is interesting to see how they're going to incorporate whether or not it's going to be like the like your, the, the more original Assassin's Creed is more of a stealth featured game rather than a gun, going guns blazing especially now that the Japan does have that history yeah I mean you make a, bring a good point they could be both both yeah. Right, because oh. there is that aspect that's always fascinated me and how bloody what the history of Japan was, especially with like Obunaga, mm-hmm. right, stuff like that. So being within that era, and that's like another thing with Assassin's Creed is the history aspect of it. Yeah. Right? It's, it's alternate history, granted, but like going through the history and like living through these like Leonardo da Vinci's era, you know, some stuff and looking at his paintings and uh, his creations. His inventions. Yeah, right, that. exactly. And it's a cool aspect for me. The so, pirates one. Right, yeah, and the right, the golden age of piracy with the yeah. uh, you know with the uh, was it the uh, Indian Trading Company yeah. and all that stuff. So seeing Japan and uh, being able to maybe go into those gung ho areas with the samurai, you know, mm-hmm. fighting within those ranks, yeah, Tom and then is there, right, right? <laughs> Tom Cruise, <laughs> and then doing like assassinations on the side. Like, yeah. That balance is it's what's it's pretty cool. So what what would you feel like if they do like a Mass Effect type of thing? Where depending on the style of play, you have a different uh, a different experience. With no, no, no. I am tired. Because <laughs> okay, that's cool. Yeah. Right, Mass Effect. Yeah, granted, Mass Effect. Uh, you know, other games that have a choice, really, infamous. And, right? Yeah. Infamous, and they have an ending that's different. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just want to play the game without l- worrying about the ethical or the ramifications that will happen down the line. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I feel like you could do you could do it both ways, where right. you could play it. No. Stealthy and not really care about the ramical, ramif- uh, ram- ethical ramifications right. of what you're, how it is you're playing, and then come back and play it again, guns blazing, and have that same experience. Uh, you know? There are games like that, yeah. but what's the point then? Why give me the choice if the choice at the end is the same? Well, it's not, well, it's yeah, not but it, it, it's how you approach it, yeah. right? No, I grant, I get what you're saying, but when when it, I like Guardians game. It doesn't really matter what choice you make. The ending is going to be the same. Yeah. But the choice like makes me stop and think, and like I would rather be in, involved in, uh, I'd be involved with a character who's already established. I don't have to make choices for them. Okay. You know, what I mean, like Ezio, right? yeah. Ezio uh, Altair. Uh, uh, I forget his name from the American Revolution one, but uh, Connor. Right, Connor, you didn't have to do that, but in um, Odyssey, you did. You, I mean, you you had two genders too. 
which yeah. was weird with canon. And that, that was a whole like weird thing already within the fandom and stuff like that. But the choices didn't really matter, but it, it paused the gameplay. Yeah. It, it, it slowed it down where you're like, huh, should I spare these people? But it doesn't really matter. They die in the end. Yeah. So like, why should... <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess like it will also I'm traditionalist. Be, well, but it will also the way I'm seeing it is mm. where like it does. It, it, depending on if you want to do a stealth, you have one completely totally different game experience than if you want guns blazing, which would have to make essentially two games. Right, and two it, games it, in one. Right, and it it's to me it's like having your cake and eating it too. Yeah. Like you want them to you want them to have fun, so you give them a choice. But like you said, it's like making two games. But I don't know if the resources will be wasted making two games, two games it'll be split yeah so i would rather have a succinct god of war s narrative mm-hmm. where i'm i'm on like i'm in the seat and i'm with kratos without you know kratos stopping hey should we sneak around or fight that drogger yeah or something like that just just go straight in and have that character <laughs> solidify <laughs> you know what i mean but that's just me i'm sure it might be it probably will just because a lot of games nowadays are like that. Yeah. Well, like I'm thinking about it like a, a, a bang for your buck. Mm. Especially considering now that games are like 80 bucks. Mm. And you really only play them once and that's pretty much it. You know, it the narrative right. doesn't change. The gameplay, you know, you can choose a difficulty but other than that, it's not really, it's not really there. Yeah. So what I'm saying is like if you have two, essentially two storylines and depending on which one you choose, you could either weave in between them or stick to one or the other. Yeah, and that way you get more bang for you. because honestly, it's it's really hard to justify eighty dollars. Yeah, they could also do like what well, rather not the choice, just the level design. Yeah, like you have a level you have to infiltrate, and it's either stealth or kill. Mm-hmm. Either way, you get your target. But you know, there are, of course there are consequences to your actions, yeah. and stuff like that. What I'm saying is like narrative stuff yeah you know like mass effect stuff you have to sit there and like okay and even it's even worse with mass effect because <laughs> stuff that you do in mass effect one it will affect mass effect, mass effect two and three so yeah. like how do you you know erase that you have to play mass effect one again yeah. and, and not you know call that person an a-hole so she doesn't go on and kill <laughs> there's literally a person in mass effect where uh she it's supposed to be indoctrinated right and she's a scientist and obviously you don't know whether or not she's been indoctrinated so you can kill her or keep her alive yeah. obviously you know coming out she's afraid she's scared and her acting actually pays off so most people like let her live yeah. uh, turns out down the line she's a sleeper agent uh-huh. and she uh you know takes a uh, a tram and not a tram a shuttle and like rams it into like a public area mm. So, like, 100 people died. Yeah, it's a terrorist attack. Yeah, so you don't know <laughs> at the time, at that point. See, but that, doesn't yeah, that that's make, what I don't want. <laughs> but but that, it, you could also make the argument that mm. that makes the game more interesting. It depends on the game. Yeah. A, a game like Assassin's Creed, it just slows down the gameplay. A game like Mass Effect that's equal, like, combat, equal narrative, lore building, then, yeah, it, it, it lends credence to it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyways, the big game of the year of... A decade, maybe. Oh yeah. Because when did uh, 2008? Yeah, we're 2018. <laughs> so now we're in a completely new, new decade, the 2020s. Yeah. God yeah. of War Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Finally was released. Uh, well, not released. Uh, <laughs> well, well, available for pre-order. Yeah. Which we both did. We both got the collector's edition. Woo! Exactly. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And it, 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 this is the first time I've ever bought a special edition for a video game. Really. My whole career playing video games, my whole life playing video games, <laughs> you know, I was back in, back in, I took like a 10 year hiatus in playing video games. Mm-hmm. My last console I had was a PS3 and mm-hmm. now I have a Yeah. 
but because you know I was a broke ass college, not even a broke ass high school student, <laughs> I had to like I was mowing my neighbor's lawn and he would give me sixty bucks. A month. So right. with that sixty bucks, I either had to like figure out how to spend it properly. So right. whenever a big game would come, I would all the sixty bucks would go to that video game. So I, I didn't have the luxury of being like, hey, look. There's a, a collector's edition. It's $120. That's basically two months allowance for me. Right, yeah, yeah. So now that I have, you know, some decent cash flow coming in, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to spring for it. <laughs> and really looking down, because they had two uh, special editions. Mm. They had the collector's edition, and then they had the Jotunar. And yeah. the Jotunar edition came with you know, three or four more stuff. Yeah. And it did not justify the $300 tag. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah. And it, we didn't really have an option either because it sold out <laughs> immediately, but that still. Too. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah, it just came with like a, a dice and some sort of memorabilia yeah, and, 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 and stuff like that. The it. pins are, I kind of like, I wanted. Yeah, the pins were the only thing was like, yeah, that looks pretty cool. Yeah. And especially like they uh, when they released the, the trailer for the game earlier this month, they did also release a, a sneak peek into what each uh, collection edition had. And the pins were actually made of like steel. They had some weight. Oh like, wow! We saw the video. It was it was pretty interesting. Yeah. Pins are something that we we you know we've been at Comic Con. We have some several special like that box that's right there next to you. It's all my Comic Con stuff and <laughs> all the special edition pins and the stuff that I have. Nice, which is nice. pretty cool. But like I said, uh, they were all sold out. But we were able to get our hands. Yeah, yeah. And the big news was that maybe it got pushed up a couple of days. Yeah. Which is awesome. Two days, right? So yeah. that makes it to date. The ninth. The ninth. Yeah. What, what day is that? So uh, I can call off. <laughs> well, it says that I, I um, you went you actually went to a store as a <laughs> like a boomer. Yeah, like an old man. An old man. Well, you actually went to the store, and, yeah. But I did. I, I reserved mine online. I said it was going to show up uh, two to three days after. So, okay. Um, is it really? Yeah. Okay. I'm I glad really, I went I to the store. Really, I don't really care. Yeah, we're so different people when it comes <laughs> to the games. Because yeah, you're you're getting the digital, mm -hmm. and uh, you're you don't mind the, the two three days. Yeah, yeah I, I went to the GameStop and, yeah. and I reserved it, which I'm probably gonna do midnight. You gonna um, wait? Line? Yeah. No. Well, it's not. They've streamlined it yeah. since the days where you went in wait, line. Wait yeah, it's line. not even twelve a.m. I think it's ten. 10? Yeah, ten because they I think they or nine I think they compensate for East Coast. Uh, East Coast yeah. yeah. Which is uh, it's exciting to see like finally uh, uh, having a, the long ass hiatus that I did with playing video games and coming back and the first game I played was God of War the 2018 yeah. one and being like I've seen it the gameplay online I, like I'm not completely out of the but right. playing it firsthand it it's, it's a completely game. different experience yeah I remember when the when the game was coming out I had sent a group chat uh, all the reviews you know like, I don't want to see anything yeah. it was all like 9.5 out of 10 9 out of 10 9 10 out of 10, 10 yeah. stuff like that like is a video game really that good yeah and yes yeah, and yeah. oh yes, yes. It, it's, it's not a lot of 10s in my life no but that is definitely 10 yeah and I'm excited and kind of worried with Ragnarok yeah, a little bit as well. Yeah, right? Because yeah. it's like God of War was such a high note. Mm -hmm. How could they possibly carry that over to the sequel? If anything, it's going to feel like a DLC. I hope not. <laughs> but like, how can you, like you said, how are you going to yeah. like improve upon that if the game was already nearly perfect? Yeah, yeah. So the, anything, the only thing you're going to do is just, obviously the story's going to be different. The gameplay should be the same. You know, I would love for you to have the exact same gear, the exact same level as you are at the end of the God of War. 
and then start from there. And it's just going to be exponentially more difficult. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. I think I was going to say that you don't need to uh, you know swap out gear anymore. Yeah. You can have the armor that you've had. Yeah, exactly. And that's have it I'm at saying. the end, and then just carry on. Right, right. You yeah, come across new armor. Right, but yeah. you're not starting at zero essentially, which is one thing I did not like from the original God of Wars mm. was that you went through you know four or five hours, finished the game, you have all your high gear, and then the storyline continues, but you start at zero. Right, yeah, yeah. I, I hope that too. Like Horizon Zero Dawn, which is another open world game, yeah, uh, you do start off with the end game armor, but there's a narrative reason why it doesn't work. Yeah, like it's it's lost its power source. Yeah. So like God of War, I do hope. That they do start off with the, what you carry off for a save, and then like your armor's there, but there's some sort of reason why this is probably not the best anymore. Yeah, there's more, there's a, a lot more improved armor. The dwarves figure yeah. out some ancient secret, <laughs> or like the realms are opening, so yeah. like there's some magical forces or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, so, I mean, what what more can we say about it? Is more so anticipated. And thankfully, well, not thankfully, but we haven't seen any reviews. No, no, and I, I'll, I'll try not to. to not to see any other yeah. reviews because I didn't see any reviews of God of War. Yeah. I, I was I, I was a late comer with the God of War. Really? Yeah, I was like I, I was like a couple of weeks before I, I grabbed it. I wasn't like a midnight boy. Yeah, because I was in school too. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I yeah I grabbed it, but I I wasn't able. Hopefully, I wasn't able to see reviews. And when I played it, I was trying to look for something wrong. Like I was like, what's wrong with this game? Like there's nothing. Yeah. Oh my god, it's perfect. Oh my god. It's like that scene in um in Dune where she's picking <laughs> she's picking up the um the, her like her housemate or something. Uh-huh. And then when the it's revealed to her that she knows what sword she has, it's like she has like a revelation and screams. That's the best revelation you had. <laughs> yep, exactly. I was wearing the same outfit. Yeah. You know, I was, uh, the same scene. Just just you like drop to your knees and cry. And your mom comes in, where are you crying? Just get God of War. The credits are rumbling and stuff like that. Yeah, I, Christopher Judge, and I forgot the actor of the Martyrus. Yeah, yeah, Treus. Thank yeah. you. Boy. boy. Uh, yeah, boy. But like the, the performances and all that stuff, I'm, I'm pretty confident. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious on how they're going to weave the narrative with Freya mm. and, and her beef with the Kratos. Because mm. it's like it ends with her essentially hating him. He killed uh, the guy's name. Zeus? Uh, the son. No, the oh. son. Oh, Loki. No, not Freya. The, not oh, Freya. Freya. oh, God, Faye. I'm getting confused with Faye. Uh, Balder. Balder, exactly. Balder, right, right. Balder. Yeah, and she just like a freaking curse on him. And yeah. like, yeah, that's, yeah. Operate your cold dead body. Yeah, like everything. Yeah. Like everything. Like, even like, okay. the teaser that came out, it's like them writing and then the eagle shows up, boom, turns into Freya. She pulls out a sword. Yeah, like, she's, she's, yeah, she's still with him. Yeah. I, I feel like she's going to be a nemesis kind of character because obviously the main character is going to be in Thor. Yeah. Right. And I, I'm hoping that is going to be bloody. Yeah, that's that's the thing I'm I'm saying. Like because even though he killed Balder mm. and she has that grudge against them, ultimately they're going to because the the end of it is Ragnarok and she hates the the uh, the, the Norse gods and stuff. Yeah, but there's a word for it. The the Aesir. The Aesir. There you go. Yeah. She hates the Aesir even more probably. <sighs> I I hope not. Really? Yeah, yeah, because it, it's what we would expect in an yeah. airlift. But I, I, I want to know. I want to feel like that Freya's just, you know, so hard headed, you know, stuff like that. But then that means she's she's gonna die. You're right. That's also see. That was. I, I'm hoping that it, it subverts us or something like that. Because yeah. I would rather uh, that character Kratos and Arturus just be there with the events happening. Yeah. You know, because they're just trying to survive. Like Boulder sought him out. 
He yeah. didn't. He didn't go out and fight, and they just want to live their life. Exactly. So I'm excited. Even man, Arturis is huge too. Yeah. Arturis. Oh, but we even talked about a uh, tier. Tier. Tier showing another God of War. Yeah, which is which is what I feel is gonna like they're gonna go looking for Tier, but because he is an Acer, he wants to prevent it. Yeah. yeah. So he's gonna like turn on them, and ultimately it's gonna be God of War versus God of War. God of War, gosh, but you know our God of War. He he's a veteran. <laughs> he, he's it's wiped out a, pantheons left yeah, and right. Yeah, Tier Tier went to prison. Yeah. Freaking Kratos wiped out his own. Greek. He wiped out his Odin. Yeah, his own, pantheon. Yeah, his own pantheon became a god of war for Sparta, you know. And yeah, he came back, evolved back into Hades. Went to hell. <laughs> got Multiple killed. times. Got killed. It didn't stick. Killed Hades. Killed Hades. <laughs> <laughs> Took his weapon. Yeah. Killed Hephaestus, the one who made weapons. Yeah. <laughs> killed, killed Hades' wife. Killed Hades. Killed Zeus. Killed Zeus. Killed Mercury. Killed Mercury. Killed uh, Helios. Uh, killed Poseidon. Poseidon, which Poseidon. Was, honestly, that was the best one. That was a pretty good. That I was, was cinematic. I, yeah, I was like screaming with my... I ripped my shirt in half. Yeah. I was like, yeah, let's do it. When he was falling down, I was like, yeah. <laughs> and all that stuff. Just, it, it, Kratos, but I feel who's worse is better in Kratos. So what we have right now, Daddy Kratos. Because yeah. he, he knows what he can do. Yeah. Right. He he's he's he doesn't need to prove himself anymore. Yeah. So. Is there anything like I know you haven't played the God of War in a while, which you probably should just to like <laughs> all like, of them. Yeah. <laughs> but one thing I don't I did not like is that the rage power doesn't really do anything. Mm, in God of War. In God of War, in mm-hmm. this one, you know, like in in the old one, God of Wars, you do rage power and then you would bust out a bigger sword or something. Mm-hmm. I think that was mm-hmm. the second one, or yeah, the second one. No, the third one. Mm. And then it, it you actually made damage. But now you press the God of War, you're fucking punching airway, and then you see the, the health bar of the, of the bad guy, and it's like... You're yelling. Yeah, you're like, what the fuck? You know, what's the point of this? And then I wish Atreus helped more instead of getting in the fucking way. Well, you're always with that with children, actors in general. I mean, the first thing I asked you, like, how do you like it? I think Atreus is annoying. Yeah, he is. I didn't think it was annoying. It's just he doesn't do anything. You're like you're constantly pressing the fucking button for <laughs> the fire, and you're like, I can't. I'm reloading. You're like I don't have any. Like, what the fuck, Hopefully man? they fix that because he's older now. Yeah. Right. I mean, these are there's obvious that is you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like come on, do something. Like just just stand on my back or yeah. something like that. Yeah. But nowadays, older, maybe there'll be a natural development. Too. Yeah. Hopefully. 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 Yeah. That's that's what we've been hoping. Now. Yeah. It's just now a waiting game. Yeah. Got November. It's. Till end of July, so we got two, three months. Yeah, I, I haven't been excited for a game, and yeah. like, even Gotham Knights coming out, I'm, I'm like, ah, that's okay. There's another Gotham game. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. The Gotham I told you. Yeah, Gotham. Batman dying. Dying. Okay. Yeah, Batman going go dying for the Court of Owls. Yeah. Like yeah, I'm not even like even Midnight Suns. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I can do without. Yeah. But God of War, like, there's a lot with the acquisition of uh, was it Activision? No. Uh, Bethesda yeah. with Xbox it's like oh that sucks but just first party games just give this new feeling of like anticipation yeah it brings us back to what video games used to be yeah it was more of like not necessarily like narrative driven but it was single player goal driven in a sense you would say you know, checkpoint driven stuff like that but now that the narrative has become so good you could hope on <laughs> I was trying to come up with a better word but you could you could you could anticipate, you know, you don't necessarily need to make video games multiplayer 
only. Yeah. You know, you or could, yeah. you could be work on making the best first person narrative video game. Yeah, and they're for PlayStation. Yeah. That, that's what still gets me. It's, exactly. it's like those games that you know you have your Halos that are for PC and you know Xbox, but you have. God of War. That is an experience within itself. And then you have Last of Us. And you know, they're narrative-driven first-party games. Yeah. And like first-party games are going nowhere. I don't need multiplayer. Like I don't need to play with someone. I just want to get into a book and uh, go for an adventure. Yeah, exactly. That's like, for me, like one of the, the video games I, I do remember, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare. Mm. And it wasn't necessarily because of the multiplayer. It was the, the storyline. We're an old, we're like, we're a dying breed, man. We are. Buddy. We're dying. When it comes to Call of Duty, that's my first and foremost thing. I can give a rat's butt about rat's it. That's really? I, 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 I broke on, on, on mic. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, I can't. Oh, you should bleep it. It's your turn to edit. You bleep it. Oh, yeah. I'm down. I'm down. I'm down. I'll just do it. I'm so down to do it. But uh, yeah, I could give a rat's butt yeah. about uh, the, the multiplayer. Like, I have a prestiging, I don't give. Okay. Yeah, maybe because the multiplayer is just a cut and paste from the previous. Yeah. And it's like, I, I deleted uh, Call of Duty Mobile. Good. I don't have it anymore. So. Yeah, well, I mean, you have PS5, you can get the real deal now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the thing, it's $80. I don't know, it's not the older ones. Yeah, that's uh, true. And I'm now with the PlayStation uh, premium. Pass. Are you premium? Or? No, not yet. You have access to a yeah. bunch of other stuff. Yeah, yeah. but it's like, it, it's just. I don't want to spend 70, is it 79 or 69 dollars? It's 70. It's 69. 70, 70 bucks give on a take. fucking video game I'm going to finish in, you know, six hours. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, do you feel like that with God of War? No. No? Because no. that's going to be a game that you will play again. Yeah, God of War right. was free, so. Yeah, that's <laughs> Yeah, because of the initiative, right? Yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, it's the kind of game that I haven't played a game in a while that got me like, let's play on the hardest difficulty and let's do it. Like, let's, yeah. let's play it again. Yeah, it's it's insane. Like, oh, that Mass Effect. Let me show you. Um, just I want to get your reaction on the screen. So there's this. Um, just you know, now that YouTube is such a popular medium for uh, entertainment, and there's a lot of video game channels. And mm. There's several video game channels out there that are focused on you know, God of War. God of War. Mm. Look at this dude's stats. Oh my gosh! Jesus. <laughs> what is that? Is that's that just leveling? Yeah. No, that's just. Um, so the way he explains it. So let me say like. Let me just read it out. A strength, he has 842. Runic, he has 348. Can you reach those numbers? He says the defense, 612. Vitality, 415. Luck, 497. And cooldown, 524. Right. How? How? So, you know, like when you go around, once you, the, the lake of mine, uh, all the water drops, uh-huh. you get the dues. Right? right, right. So you take advantage of the game plus where you essentially start off where you left off everything. Uh-huh. You just do the do runs every time, and those up your up your stats. Right. And he did it ninety times. <laughs> okay. And it said it took him like two to three hours each time. Oh my gosh! Wow. Okay. So that and then that compiled against you know the strongest armor, the strongest. Right, stuff. right. So he's one shotting things. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> yeah. There's there, he has videos online where he's like. Beating the Valkyrie Queen in thirty seconds <laughs> on game of uh, give me heart give me God of War give me God of War the hardest level oh, yeah I probably need to play that game again yeah so it's uh, it's coming out later this year hopefully everything goes smoothly it's not the end of the fucking world so we can enjoy it yeah exactly and I, I'm still a little skeptical just because of it being delayed. It, it, it's rumored being delayed. That it should have been delayed. Should have been. Well, yeah, see, you know, that's, that's, the thing, yeah, yeah. that's the thing where where 
I would have much rather had a, a game God of War come out earlier, twenty twenty three. Yeah, and have it, excuse me, and have it be completed than twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two, and feel like it's not. Yeah, yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, I would have waited a whole another year. Oh God, could you to that's, have the? That's fair. I mean, to have the the the, the sequel to what's arguably a perfect game. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's definitely again. How do you follow that up? Same with Dune. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, how do you, how do you, and, you know, Kratos' God Green Earth, how do you follow oh, that up? Yeah. It's, we're going to have to wait and find out. All right. All right. Well, thanks for listening to, uh, to this week's episode. I've been your host, like always, Joel, a good friend, Ernesto. Hey. Thank you, and have a good week. We'll see you next week next for Senio ComCom Breakdown. Yes. yes. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. For show updates, follow us on Substack and Twitter. Links are in the description. You can find new episodes weekly on whichever podcast platform you swore allegiance to.